What is going on? It is November 22nd. After, you know, it's uh, 4.57 p.m. Just kind of taking in the day, you know, per usual. Doing absolutely nothing. Trying to fight the voices in your fucking head, you know. The regular fucking shit, right? Holy shit. Dude, it's amazing how, like, your mind can just go and chant. Like, it's like your, it's like your mind's, like, it's, like, leaving your body. And it just transfers into, like, the past. And you're, like, you know, in, in past situations. And then you're kind of rearranging shit. And, yeah, and, and, then you, and, and then because of whatever entertainment you're kind of consuming and also, like, you're thinking about the dialogue within that shit in that... So, like, like, I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld recently, right? So now my head is full of, like, thinking, talking to the voices in my head like I'm in a fucking sitcom or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it can be in positive ways to come up with something creative that you want to do or something like that because like, I'm always thinking of dialogue, you know? I always had this fascination with bringing sitcoms back, you know, the old school kind of, like, you know, like, not like, oh, we're going to do, like, oh, super politically incorrect humor, but, like, trying to do something politically incorrect that isn't leaning towards, like, right, and it doesn't fucking abide by, like, the neoliberal rules and all that kind of stuff, and you actually have, like, you know, real fucking dialogue where, you know, I, I I don't know. It it, it 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 doesn't seem appealing. It doesn't fucking matter. But I just keep having this fucking fantasy about that. My mind just goes into that fucking thing. It's like my my mind's always fucking at work, and then you can't it, the thoughts go by so fast. You can't maintain all the thoughts, and you can't write them down. And then when you write them down, you get you kind of worry about like, oh, maybe this idea wasn't that fucking good. So maybe I'll just pretend I have this idea in my fucking head and not move forward with it. Because anything that I, anything that I fucking you know kind of come come up with, even if people do like it, they can't fully admit it. Because you, 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 I'm and again they roll their eyes when I fucking you know point that out because then it's still bestowing some importance onto me. You, you know what I mean? Because because I'm supposed to like just not be acknowledged and not be important, and that's supposed to make me fucking feel hurt because aesthetically you know that. But if I actually start pondering about like you know the fucking politics behind that and the purposeful nature of trying to you know you know talk shit behind me behind my back, but then. You know, also at the same time, don't acknowledge me. But then when you need me, you'll acknowledge me or something of the other. You know what I mean? So people get really, really, you know, fucking pissed off about it. Other narcissists will call me a narcissist. And then we'll be pointing at each other's hypocrisy, never-ending fucking battle of, of you know, online discourse. And, you know, and uh, people are not really trying to discuss anything. It's more about, you know, uh, you know uh, how to fucking one-up and manipulate someone else. And, you know, your whole life you're manipulated. People feel they can goof on you because, you know, you uh, are no longer protected by the fucking show. And then you correlate that with, like, your past. And when you were when you were socially kind of outcasted for a time being, how people thought, they, 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 you know, that I would fall on my own without without them. And then but I still started meeting women without them and all that. Even though I never really made moves because I never... I know I I always observe relationships and I always uh and and part of me is fucking probably glad because I know other women women or 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 a lot of men are like oh what well, don't don't want to be interested in you anyways you're a fat ugly guy okay cool guess what me being a fat ugly guy that means I can like you know actually be more honest because I don't fucking because I have the ex, I have the expectation of not getting laid 
and not really try to cater to get like I'll you know what I mean like not not that I don't want to but just like I'm not gonna go over out of my way especially with how relationships are portrayed now and how they are presented and how it's quid pro quo there's backstage politics behind it it's more about fucking socially climbing people don't want to admit that because then it would be admitting the system is like that you know what I mean so they correlate it with regular fucking people and you see all these games being played and people manipulating you and you know people be able to control you and I would rather chase power yeah, even though I'm doing a horrible job chasing power uh, I'd rather chase power and focus on that than chasing fucking women that are probably going to end up hating me or you know being sent by my enemies to fucking you know go film me so they can use it as fucking blackmail for some odd reason or just have that on their fucking because again these people are sick right and they do with looks by the way also you know what I mean it's more about the control aspect at least from the elitist uh, people you know a bunch of cool people will always, like, you know, judge you for not getting laid or not being out, yet they're still connected to the internet nonstop. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're connected to the internet. If you, if you go out, you're cool. You don't need to worry about what people are saying saying on the internet then. Only the lose. Like, it, it, just, it, it just feels like, like, the, like, I have so much in common with these people that get laid often and all that stuff and that because we're both, we're all mentally ill and we're both fucking uh, shitting on people on the internet all day. So, like, how is getting laid making your life even... I'm not saying that you shouldn't get laid. Go get laid. Dude, if you can get laid, just get fucking laid. That fucking sounds awesome. But if I was getting laid constantly, I don't think I would be on the fucking internet if, like, you know, I had all this money as well. It's just like a lot of people are connected to the internet. It's like the Matrix, you know. Things that are fucking, you know, uh, you know, starting online are now bubbling in, uh, into the atmosphere, and more and more people are manipulating the situation of going on and all that. You know, you lose your fucking mind, you know. And and then and then if you express yourself, people, you know, people just don't like it because you, I I should be exp I should be going out and trying to ask for their help because if they don't if I don't if they, if I don't ask for their help then they're not gonna you know support it because you can only support something that you have personal investment in, otherwise no one fucking gives a shit about what your projects are. They might listen and all that kind of stuff, but they're not going to admit that, like, you do a good job or anything like that. And that's, fi that's fine. I understand that's how the game is fucking played. But I, don't, I also don't have to play that game, you know what I mean? I know everyone has to be hackish and do that fucking game, but I don't really need acknowledgement. Uh, you know, I think it bothers people enough that... Um, they, 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 I think it, I think it pisses off a lot of people that I'm not quitting doing this podcast for the time being because, um, because they want me to go, oh, look, we're going to take away some of his listenership. We're going to, you know, not really, you know, give him any fucking downloads of listening to his show. So this will discourage him and he'll fucking feel like shit and he'll have to fucking call in people from his past or Periscope or other things to come and get fucking help because, uh, you know, because because even if he's doing a good job on his own, we can only we we can we, we we can weaponize it against him because he needed us. Even though with a call, we can't admit that we need him more. That you know, it's just all that bullshit. And that's how people fucking operate and think. You know what I mean? Because again, people are always thinking how they can manipulate and fucking abuse you. And you gotta stay away from these dark. 
Gosh, definitely these dark people, man. These mentally dark fucking people that fucking will just fucking crush your spirit and take your fucking soul and constantly create chaos in your fucking life and constantly fucking try to put you down because they their genuine nature is to tear fucking shit down and build themselves up and uh, kind of try to fucking goof on you and try to fucking use you so they can fucking become your enemy again. That's what they fucking do. A lot of these fucking guys do that, and they would sell their fucking soul because they look at me and they and, and they and even though I'm in, they're in a better position where they're allowed to do whatever the fuck they want. They can fucking get any fucking you know any, any fucking sex worker they want on standby because there's a whole network of that type of shit going on. Even with all that, they still fucking hate my guts because I'm the one that became famous on a fucking popular radio show. And that people gravitated towards me for some odd reason. Like I fucking chose this fucking shithead fucking thing going on. And now that I'm fucking, you know, gone, people think, oh, well, he should be humbled and he should be, uh, you know, asking for anyone's fucking connections or help. Even though I don't, I, even though I know that there's more value to me still, apparently. And that's not some narcissism shit. I'm, so, I'm sorry, I know, because people want people to be equal to me that. I agree, I want people to be equal too, but guess what? That's not how the fucking world works. If you don't tell them how the world works and how they fucking view you and who they fucking deem fucking, you know, uh, worthy of saving and all that kind of stuff, then, you know, you're, you're never going to fucking solve it. So, I mean, go, I mean, go ahead. But there's clearly something going on with all that shit. And and now a lot of a lot a lot more people who are in the right wing circles who claim to be progressive and all that, you can tell like, you know what I mean like 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 they constantly go off about people in power, blah 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 whatever and how they're sellouts and then they're cowards and all that, but it's like all, a a lot of your associates are now fucking, uh so I I mean yeah like okay so you're like you'll go off about Joe Biden cool go off about Joe Biden he's a scumbag, but then you you will align with Tucker Carlson. And then, and then, oh yeah, I guess what Jimmy Dore is doing now, by the way, like it's like it's like he's really transitioning into a right wing fucking hack, and he's gonna claim that he's being canceled by people because he's exposing the New York Times for what they did to Project Ver. He's he's defending Project Veritas. You know, black, the former Blackwater. He's defending that fucking. He's defending that because he wants to own the New York Times. He wants to own the liberals. On uh, and, and by the way, the the whole New York Times thing exposing James O'Keefe. It's only designed to basically make them look like they're fucking being uh being targeted while they also probably do the same fucking shit that they do. So by purpose, they're looking like hypocrites. So they so they know that they're pushing people to the right. These fucking establishment hacks are fucking basically right-wingers. So they're doing a horrible job. They're doing blanket statements in the most fucking uh the most uh uh generalized sensationalist way and then it gives these other guys who are like Glenn Greenwald and fucking Jimmy Dore the fucking opportunity to now go oh my god look what they're doing they're lying even though yes every every fucking person with the fucking brain knows they're fucking lying even people like everyone knows but then you're by by default you are gonna start 
fucking and, and to be fair, he did condemn them for other stuff that they did do. But I think that's just a way to fucking going. Oh my god, they're smearing me in because I'm talking about Project Veritas because I'm calling out the CNN lies. There's other ways to point out CNN's lies without having to fucking you know promote Project Veritas like form the former Blackwater shit. But again, Jimmy. But but again, the Joe Rogan, Jimmy Dore, all these guys. Like as much of the fan base they have, as mental, as tough as they fucking they claim they are, they're such fucking pussies that they can't just flat out come and say that they're a white supremacist, because they have a fucking limited narrative of what a white supremacist is, or they're putting out to mislead the fucking audience. Just like you know, um, just yesterday, in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Somebody who tried to run, uh, kill people by running over in a, in a, in a, in a Christmas parade or something like that. I don't know every single fucking detail, but I saw a bunch of fucking, you know, the, the Dinesh D'Souza, uh, what, what was that other guy, that, 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 that Asian dude, uh, who's always like, who's always, uh, posting about anti-Black Lives Matter and anti-Antifa, what's his name again? I don't even fucking know the guy's fucking name, but, uh, you know, he was posting about it, so I'm like, okay, let's see where the angle goes, because I already have it in my head, I know where the angle's going, and people are gonna think that the, because of me, mainstream media is not mentioning it or whatever the fuck they well they say the mainstream media is not mentioning it see i don't watch mainstream media so when they say that they're not mentioning it you know what i mean i'm sure they're mentioning it and maybe not in the way that they want to be mentioned but then they think that they're gonna fool you by fucking mentioning it in a fucking other way to basically still make you fucking support fucking fascism and disguise that some fucking freedom while they're fucking calling everyone who supports black lives matter a pedo and putting you in that fucking category. So apparently it was a black dude who who happened to uh, 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 do the run over at the parade. He claimed on a video that he is Black Lives Matter. And then they found out he's a sex offender. Again, I don't know if he's a sex offender. But they're doing a job where they're making it seem like anyone who supports Black Lives Matter in general is supporting pedals like that. Because that's why they keep hammering home the mental illness and the fucking thing. Again, I don't know. See, again, my whole thing is this whole thing is created by design and there is different factions funding fucking different people some people are fighting against the fucking thing and some people are fighting for like you know the fucking far right fucking bullshit and all that kind of shit so i believe that there is some funding going on and you have like arkham asylum dudes just fucking going wild and then you can um parade them around and say that oh that represents that kind of person so now they're doing that with fucking anyone that was representing the black uh, representing the protest for for black lives matter or whatever the the people that are doing they're making it seem like those people are the ones that are the enemy of the fucking state while they're making it seem like the mainstream media is covering for them while the mainstream media knows that they're fucking not credible anymore so now you have jerk offs like jimmy Dore and and joe rogan point out how how what they're calling like, they're not telling you the fucking truth because they have never told you the fucking truth fully and they've always been liars but now you think because people are pointing it out that that means that they're telling you the fucking truth so the question to the right wingers then because you guys go off about false flags and how people are or, and again i'm not disagreeing with you i think things are orchestrated on some level in my in my personal opinion do i know that for a fact no but i i've seen enough shit where with the call it becomes convenient when uh the nsa is always we're always monitored we're all no matter what you think you're doing we're always fucking monitored 
monitor. So the fact that um, these things are allowed to be happening, it means that they're orchestrated to happen. Not that nobody fucking died or whatever and all that. Although, that could also be possible because I do think we're far more advanced than they fucking let, let us know. Maybe people are, maybe, maybe there are celebrities faking their fucking deaths and everyone's going to a new fucking world, a new parallel world like fucking NASA was talking about fucking last year that no one paid attention to because that, that, that didn't even crack the top 10 fucking weirdest stories ever but whatever who gives a shit right so what they so what they do what they do is now they go that they're, they're gonna or, uh, there's an orchestration going on okay cool so then if you guys always think every fucking mass shooter is mk ultra and fucking programmed to fucking kill which i'm not disagreeing with because i do think that you know but 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 they don't but they don't have that same fucking benefit benefit of doubt for what they're being given on the surface about this guy who may have ran over who's to say that he's black lives matter who's to say that uh he he wasn't paid off by fucking right way hey give me hey i'll give you five i'll give you uh uh ten thousand dollars can you just go and run over people and then say you're black lives matter and then we'll you know and, and then we'll expose that you're also a sex offender yeah, yeah see that's what they do basically they can do that in my personal fucking opinion at least but again, so then you will... And again, these people don't really care about the inconsistencies. All they're going to do is just point out that the mainstream media lie. That's all they're going to fucking do. They'll repeat it. They'll pretend they're oppressed by it. And then you'll see them trending most of the fucking time anyways. While dipshit liberals who don't want to entertain the fucking notion of any conspiracy theory. And that's why they're going to fucking lose. Because guess what? Whether, you, whether the fucking people on the left or fucking, you know, the fucking establishment hacks want to fucking... Don't, I mean, as far as, they don't want to realize this. That what they're called, there are conspiracies. There, there's a whole world where things are not run the way that they, that they say they are run. And guess what? People know this now. People have a hunch about it. You have the right wing taking advantage of that. You had the right way to take advantage of that, and because you guys want to act like you're so snooty and you're above any conspiracy or uh, entertain anything out of the fucking box, guess what? Even if you're saying the right things, no one's gonna believe a fucking word you fucking say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. To, I know it's a fat, mentally ill, and I'm an ugly dude who's breaking this news to you. But I'm sorry to break that fucking news to you. That's why they're fucking kicking your ass. That's why they're fucking destroying you with fucking narratives and winning the fucking culture wars and all that kind of stuff. And even the people who claim to be left also kind of go that super politically incorrect route where because they want to be, because deep down they all want to be entertainers on some fucking level. So they'll fucking co-op some certain shit that's like, okay, well, uh, you know, uh, well, I have credibility because I'm, I'm, I'm from the LGBTQ community. I have credibility because I'm, the, I'm from the Asian community. I have credibility because I'm from the Arab community. I have, communi I have credibility because I'm, I'm from the black community. So then different fucking, different, di different types of fucking people who are fucking socially climbing are going to use whatever it is to fucking point out someone else that's racist, but then use that to fucking justify why you got to side with like, someone like, I don't know, Glenn Greenwald or whatever the fuck it is. It doesn't say again, this is what the hypocrisy is. We'll keep pointing at each other's hypocrisy. Every, it will go in a fucking cycle because there's no, because again, you got to realize that these discussions, the the, the, the the purpose of these discussions are not to have any discussions. It's just, it's just supposed to be uh, non-stop fighting all the time. 
That's why it's online battles. You're battling fucking brands online. That's why you can't really fucking communicate with people online because people will get fucking... Whether you be in a group of people, they'll get pissed off with your opinion and try to fucking browbeat you into an opinion. Even some fucking people who claim to be progressive will fucking act elitist too. My stuffy fucking nose for some reason. I've got too much hair in my neck. I gotta trim my nose hairs. I don't fucking know. But yeah, that, that's what that's what's fucking happening, man. That's that's you know, it's it's a fucking shame that this is how fucking things are gonna go down now. They fucking manipulated a lot of fucking people and uh, and a lot of people again. And I could have been one of these guys that that went completely f- uh, face first into the fucking super right wing shit because on the two thousand tens on the internet, a lot of conspiracy was kind of like exposing some shit. But then you can tell there's a tinge of fucking right wing stuff that was being discussed. But you're like, okay, they're telling the truth about this, so can they really? be leading into some destructive shit. That was the whole plan. And and then and then the perfect thing about that as well, now that just now that cause, because there's people who just generally just generalize all conspiracy theorists. So now they already put you in a box and they already think that anyone who's a conspiracy guy is automatically a right fucking winger. And because you can't take that pressure you're gonna you have no choice but to embrace groups that you that you won't get chastised by and then you don't realize that you're talking to fucking like far right wing fucking people. So a lot of these establishment blue check marks media, they're helping pushing people to the right. But like no, no one's e- even talking about it because people want to seem like they're normal conspiracy theorists. No one wants to talk about like uh, a lot of the fucking orchestration that's going on. Uh, you know, in, in layman's terms, you know what I mean. So um, pe- people and maybe and maybe you're, you're doing it on purpose because maybe you want a fucking civil war to fucking break out as well, maybe. Maybe we're maybe people are due for a revolution or something like that. So people are just being quiet and letting it play out while you're letting the fucking far right fucking poison everyone's fucking mind while claiming it's only the Democrats doing the shit and not focusing on the threats that fucking far right people are doing because it's because the Democrats already poke fun at them in the most limited fucking ways. It's uh, you know again that's what that's what that's what that's what fucking happens really man, and people are falling for a lot of that fucking bullshit. That's why they're labeling every fucking person who they're supporting as a fucking pedo and all that kind of stuff. Even though these people are are probably the ones that are projecting the most. Especially when you're 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 associating yourself with fucking Donald Trump and all these fucking guys. But yeah, it's disappointing to see like you know someone that I respected like Jimmy Dore. I know I'm gonna get accused of having a parasocial relationship with the fucking podcast, or whatever. Okay, fine. Yeah, I guess when you do a podcast, you're not supposed you're you're not trying to fucking uh, get people to believe in you, right? I, I again, you can mock people having a parasocial relationship, but at the same time, I can mock fucking podcasters who want to fucking be George Carlin and be fucking these fucking uh, b- big time leaders and all that kind of stuff. And then at the same time, if someone questions a little something that you do, then you to w- use it to weaponize, and then you take the mentally ill people that you have in your disposal, and then if one's acting up, you'll fucking amplify his and get your followers to fucking shit on him. 
That's very, very, very elitist fucking bullshit. But again, most of the people that fucking do, uh, that, that, that have talked to talk have been fucking kind of phony in my personal opinion. Unless they're trying to act phony on purpose by design, so maybe it represents that they're selling out right now and they're supposed to be called out. I don't fucking know. But I mean, no one really fucking, you know, it doesn't really, you know what I mean? Because again, you know, this is how, like, even, even Russell Brand, like, I used to like that guy as well, because he, in the 2010s, he was, like, calling out the system and imperialism and all that kind of stuff. And I actually agree with, like, a lot of stuff that he was talking about. He had really good discussions, and now he's gone to rumble as well now. You know what I mean? And if you, like, even guys like James Corbett, people, uh, p- people, like, you know, again, I'm not saying that going against Fauci or, like, talking, like, you know, uh, saying that he's a liar and all that is bad because, again, he, I don't trust Fauci's fucking whole persona to begin with, whatever and all that. But at the same time, it's like people weaponize that and then don't realize that they're fucking amping up more fucking propaganda uh, um, in, in a more fucking sophisticated way where, where you're catering to people who don't go check out fucking information for themselves so we assume that you did because you're pointing at the lies of the mainstream media like like we haven't been like we like we haven't been able to fucking figure out your fucking shtick but i mean but that's disappointing if, if like russell brand and james corbett are now kind of like established as, as people leading right and I don't like just labeling anyone who right because they are calling out fucking Democrats or calling it, call, or doing some skepticism of, of of some agendas that are going on 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 some level, right? But at the same time, if you're like ignoring like the far right threat as well, because the because the, the Democrats have made it so fucking cartoonish, just like this whole like January sixth documentary that Tucker Carlson did and all that. He, he, apparently the, some people on Fox quit because, you know what I mean? And that gives, and because Fox is not credible as well. So that, that gives, uh, Tucker more, more fucking credibility to the base because he got people to quit, um, because he, he was airing out a dangerous thing. And, and I think, I think part of the documentary was that, uh, like, you know, those feds at the event, like they, like they organized it. So now you think because like guys like Jamie O'Keefe and uh, Tucker Carlson are calling out the fucking feds for what they're doing and for their practices and all that kind of stuff that they're anti-feds themselves when they could honestly it could be a limited op where you know people are gonna fucking you know uh it's like the power's on their side really but they're making it look like they're the ones that are being fucking raided or or threatened or harassed and all that kind of stuff and because their base will believe anything they fucking say they'll do that shit but 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 again, that's just, you know, how it fucking, uh, I guess it goes, I guess, right? And then, and then Tucker Carlson has an interview with Kyle Rittenhouse. And he and he says in there, again, they're whitewashing this guy completely. I guarantee you Jimmy Dore's going to be like, well, the mainstream, the establishment, I, I heard about this. I, I heard about the, the, the establishment media calling Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist. And they lied. Because he was sitting down with Tucker Carlson, he says he supports Black Lives Matter. Did the mainstream media lie to us? Like that's what that's what that's what's, that's what's going to happen. That's that's what's going to happen, dude. Jimmy Dore is defending Project Fucking Veritas. 
Like, dude, I get it. New York Times and, and Rachel Maddow are fucking absolute fucking shit. We, we, people understand that. That doesn't mean that you're fucking really, you're catering to old tricks while you're fucking sophisticating new tricks of fucking normalizing fucking right-wing shit. Why don't you just be a fucking man and admit that you're a fucking right-winger now? Because, because again, you know, again, that, that, that's what fucking happens. With with some of these fucking guys, you know, it, it's it's really amazing how how much they, they could snoot their fucking nose and yet they're fucking helping out as well. So then I guess maybe we should explain the fucking game and say that maybe everyone's not going to be everyone at some point has to be compromised on some level. Because again, you're gonna keep going, keep the cycle going, and it's just gonna end fucking worse and worse. And maybe that's by design. You want maybe all of you want to end worse and worse. Maybe there's no fucking re- resolution for uh, world peace. I mean, I know that sounds boring because everyone wants to be a bully. Everyone didn't get a chance to be the bully that they wanted to be in the '90s. So now we're recreating the '90s, and people are gonna goof on you, even though pe- those people are the most insecure and doing the most fucking creep shit behind the fucking scenes. Oh well, I'm on the cool table. I'm 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 criticizing Jimmy Dore. I'm on the cool table, and I'm on the I'm on the cool. I'm supposed to. I'm I'm a fucking thirty eight mentally ill mentally ill piece of shit. I'm supposed to be fucking worried about being cool. Like I, cool people don't worry about who's cool. You're, you're either just cool and, 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 and that's it and whoever's cool you hang with and that's it you kind of just do that you don't actually like worry about who's actually cool and who and who's socially acceptable because you're posting you, you going out to a bar or going out to an event uh, you know what I mean and again I have no issue with people posting going out like that's cool but like to make it seem like you're better than, than everyone else because you go out and you're showing us you go out that doesn't fucking really mean shit to me it just shows me you're also mentally you you're so in need of attention as well that even going outside that it's not good enough for you. You also need to know that you're flexing on fucking women or men or or whatever the fuck you're doing. It doesn't really like you know what I mean. So to me, like that's even more fucking pathetic than people who don't get laid. Like you are have the world at your fucking hands, and all you're worrying about is people not being cool and people and, and being more elitist. I'm just saying that 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 whole fucking thing is like that, that whole thing is fucking just boring. Like, I mean, like, there's a bunch of people that do that shtick and they've done it better throughout fucking history. Like, well, why do I want to see a half-ass imp- imitation of it by people on social media that, you know, uh, don't really have the charisma. So all they have is the elitism and the fucking good looks. How, how about s- s- save the bits for the fucking ugly people like myself? I'm not saying my bitch. I, I know. Oh well, you you your bits are fucking good. No, trust me. I mean, you know. Again, I I I know. I I can't. I can't compliment myself. I have to put myself down so you guys can, uh, you know, be like you know, feel good about it, but then also feel bad because if I keep putting myself down, it will lessen your threat. Uh, your your insults behind the fucking scenes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, like normally, if, if, I, if I was like, oh, no one talking behind my back, then I'll, I'd get a lot of people behind the scenes who are giddy talking behind my back. But now that I'm actually, like, putting your shit, like, your shit talking behind your back, I bet you any money there's people in, in, in whatever groups there are, probably, like, by, by themselves, second-guessing, like, yeah, maybe he's right. Like, I know, like, he's not credible, and I can't say that he's right, but maybe the people I'm hanging out with are just like are 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 just mentally ill assholes that are are not getting help but they want to fucking just cross over to a more evil fucking side or something like that
So yeah, so you can make fun of me all you want. I get I'm, I'm I'm a cornball, I'm not cool, and all that fucking type of shit. But it's like like those arguments are gonna become like less and less and fucking important. And no 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 matter how much any of you want to recreate the nineties, you know what I mean? Like it's not gonna work out that way, in my personal fucking opinion. I'm just trying to hold off from getting to my Survivor Series recap. First of all, I'll probably have like 80 million mistakes I made in the recap. Probably won't match my mood when I was writing it. Because part, you know, like I'll explain, but like part of the mood was like, you know, guessing if The Rock was going to be there and all that kind of stuff. And I'll say this, the best the best match that happened on Sunday, November 22nd, 2021 was LeBron James and Isaiah Stewart. That was better than any match at Survivor Series, and it had better build. And you know, I'm just joking. I mean, but, but that that again, I, again, I I try not to follow basketball. I mean, I I can't help but follow because on my timeline all the time with different people that I follow. Everyone's talking about basketball. I try to fucking keep up. I try to look at fucking stats. I try to look at who's on whose team, and then I fucking forget. Cause, I mean, it's not that I, I care who's on, who's on team, but then to understand why there's beef between different players and where it stemmed from, then I got to track down the team of when that person was playing against that person, when he was playing on that team, and all that. All I, all I know is that LeBron's always going to be a fucking heel. And, like, they'll orchestrate situations, they'll write situations in where there's supposed to be a fight. So, it'll just, so, so whatever LeBron fucking gets, like, you know, people who fight with LeBron or go at LeBron will end up becoming baby faces because LeBron's a heel to a lot of people. And then, all, and then all of a sudden, if LeBron gets kicked out of a game, that means, like, whatever is supposed to happen, happens because then you have the excuse that LeBron wasn't there, whether it's a good thing or whether it's a bad thing, you know. So I look at it like in wrestling and... I mean, the reason why I don't get into the basketball shit as well is because I mean, if you're not a, if you're not the right type of fan, like if you if, if you like if you don't analyze it the way that they analyze it, then like people will fucking get upset with you. Like the all, I'm talking about the hardcore. You know what I mean? I I can watch something and go, oh, yeah, this is a good sport. Like you know what I mean? It's actually, you know, whatever the fuck it is. You know, and then and then and then you know, I'll, I'll get fucking jealous if like the Raptors make it because I'm not celebrating with people. You know. In the local cities, because I'm such an outcast, and you know, people don't, you know, people don't fucking want me around. But whatever. And you know, you're punished for like you know most of your fucking. You know, your, the, the system can punish you and fucking destroy you because you mouth off at the wrong people who have power. And that's why, like, for the, for, the, for the last decade or so, what they call people who I know were, are, are allowed to fucking, like, you know, take little jabs or put me through some uncomfortable shit and, put, and gatherings and all that kind of stuff on some fucking level, knowing that I can't say anything back because if I do, they'll use their fucking power to fucking, you know, hack my shit or get my trolls to attack me and, and fuck with my head more and more. And by me saying this, they'll do that more and more, even more, because a lot of people who, who you know, want to be, who probably passed, they probably want to be connected with me, because if we have a fallout again, then they can weaponize my fucking trolls to, you know, join them and fucking go against me and, and convince them to keep feuding with me over and over again. I, I know how that fucking shit goes. They want to destroy you mentally and all that kind of stuff. 
People are just really disturbed that they want to... Again, people are not trying to be your friend, right? If they see some value in you, they're basically trying to fucking latch on to you so that they, they can have a fallout with you. So then they can weaponize it for their base to then become a fucking hero. And, you know, then badger them behind the scenes to retweet their fucking bullshit. But whatever, man. I don't know. I'm trying to hold off. What else have I talk about in this fucking uh, thing right here? Um, yeah. Um, oh yeah. Uh, o- Omega has o- Omega has to. Uh, Kenny Omega has to forfeit his AAA title, and even that has to be a co- even even that has to be a controversy as well. Even there has to be a controversy as well with uh, how that's going, whatever, right? Apparently, that Lucha blog account said that uh, imagine whatever expectation you have and lower them a lot and then lower them again. So somebody is obviously going to replace to get the title. And people think it's going to be Alberto El Patron that will fucking get it, maybe. And if he, do- if he does, like, get a resurgence in his career... It's obvious that, like, you know, these guys don't play by regular rules. And these, like, things that they, they do are initiations into becoming real-life bad guys. Because, like, you'll be like, well, no, you should be in jail and all that. Right? No, and that's regular people's shit, right? But, again, these celebrities, when they're in the fucking institution, they're in a mafia fucking system. In a mafia industry that extends, expands all around the fucking world and all that. And, and, and again, you gotta do some dirt, and then you kind of basically resell your soul again, or some shit like that, I don't fucking know. But, like, you know, I mean, he'll, he'll be back with welcome arms, even though he did something really fucking bad and all that. Again, I don't know if that's true, but they're work, they're obviously working an angle. Kenny Omega's not happy that they took the belt off him right away and all that kind of stuff. Like, they didn't give him time, and they didn't do it, they didn't really give him much notice and all that kind of stuff. Probably like another re- another reason for him to come back, and you know then feud with somebody who has it, you know create some real life fucking juice to this whole fucking thing or whatever. I don't know. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see what you're saying right here. Let me see what the story is. The Omega Moves. Listen, let me see. Hold on. What the hell, man? How come I, I searched Kenny Omega? Or, like, anybody. Like, they, they, they give you, like, topics. Yeah, Kenny Mega. Hey, 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 hold on. Hold on, let's see.
Yeah, so yeah, due to injury, Kenny Omega will not be able to compete. Triple Mania, Regia, therefore, effectively, the, the AAA Mega title has been vacated. Having Ijo Delvikin Co. as a number one contender, more news coming soon. Kenny Omega sent a promo, compl- sent in a promo complaining about AAA. Oh, I, th- I, th- I think it's supposed to be an angle. I thought maybe he was doing it in real life complaining, so I guess... You know, it, it's going to set up something going on going forward. That Man, that whole belt collector gimmick fucking kind of flopped out. Listen, I understand, man. You, you're only one guy. I mean, you have a bunch of clones, but whatever. Uh, but, like, you, you're technically one fucking guy to the regular people in the world. Um, you know, and, and, and you, you're doing, like, you know, having these belts and all that. And it, it didn't... I thought it would lead to something bigger. Maybe some, Maybe someone else will be the belt collector. Maybe this was, like, a prelude to that. Maybe... Kenny Omega had to, like, kind of do it this way in order for someone else... <coughs> someone else to come along and fucking do it. You know what I mean? That would be, you know, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a kind of impossible. It's like, it sounds good on paper. But ultimately, how do you fucking lose all those titles then? You know, how, how, you know you, do you just keep going on a, on, on, a da- on a downward spiral where you lose all the titles? But, you know, I'm, I'm thinking Kenny Omega's, uh, I'm thinking Kenny, o- Ken- I'm thinking Kenny Omega's, like, next AEW reign will probably be a better reign than the reign he had previously. Because, again, man, pe- people can just lie to you all they want, but that reign was not the best reign. It did go up a couple of notches because of the Hangman Page finale. Because, you know, you had the right fucking person built up to beat him. So that does, like, you know, kind of put you in that level, right? It went from, for me, I'll get into that, but... Yeah, and then, and then Xavier Woods was talking about WWE fired him. He was saying deuces and not regret anything. So they're foreshadowing that, like, New Day... New Day is definitely gonna fucking leave. And I guarantee you, at first they'll play coy, not say anything, and then more information will come out. And that's why they start fucking planting more seeds about time they bumped heads and all that kind of stuff. And people will shit on Top Dollar and all that kind of shit for, you know, his experience going in there. But people will... You know, people have personal vendettas against... Uh, you know, the, 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 their favorite, uh, to, uh, you know, they they, they the shit on somebody because they want to impress the Young Bucks. Because you make fun of, because again, if you say anything about Kenny Omega or the Young Bucks, the same people that make fun of you for being a Roman Reigns fan, they are the same people who get ultra defensive about fuck. Like, it's clear that you're getting paid. And, and, and the thing is, like, they want to be the most credible fucking person online, but at the same time, like, no one has any, no one has to take your fucking words seriously if you're already kind of bought off to begin with. Like, like, you can have the view you have and you can keep perpetuating it, but people don't have to take your view seriously if, the, if people know that you have invested interest somewhere else and that's why you're giving that view. If you're not being like, you know, again, people don't fucking, don't like to actually, you know, look at things. Everyone's just a part of a fucking clique. And that's what wrestling fucking, that's what wrestling, the wrestling circle is. It's just non-stop fucking um, people just trying to fucking cause controversy online. 
And again, this is some and there's someone that I, I, I people are gonna be like, oh, he's preaching, but he's not perfect. Yeah, no, dude, I'm not perfect, and I've I've been someone. I still buy into that, and I, and I hate myself even more. Maybe I hate myself even more, and I see people doing what I did like a decade or so ago, uh, you know, with, with their online personas and all that kind of stuff. And I just know that look, man, it's, it's not gonna end well with how they fucking go about it. Because right now you think you're untouchable because you have people, you know, uh, surrounding you and calling and, and, and goading you up and boasting and boasting, boasting about your accomplishments and boosting up your posts and all that. You know what I mean? But then, like, something, you know, something fucking, you know, I don't want it to happen. I'm just saying that, like, you know, I, I get worried for them. And then, and then it's not my fucking business. But again, like, it just now it's been, it's, it's amplified more in steroids. So it's hard not to turn back from all of this shit, like, I even got into a, I'll get into it in a second, but, like, I, I, again, a bunch of WWE shills fucking, you know, started calling me fucking names, when I was talking to one fucking guy who, I, I people call WWE shill, but, like, I don't have a problem with them, but I was, like, talking to him about, about the whole rock thing and how WWE kind of fucked up, because no one wants to admit that WWE can fuck up, but, uh, you know, it is what it is, man. I don't know. It is what it is, right? Oh, let me see. Um, yeah, so I'm going to get a Survivor Series. And it's not going to be really that great of a review. Because I'll, I'll explain. Again, I don't want to get ahead of myself because then I, I start repeating my fucking notes. I'll try to improv, but I have to stick to a script for at least something, right? At least try to fucking, you know, future handsy bits and all that fucking stupid shit that I won't give up on. Oh, you're doing the future handsy bit again still? I mean, I mean, I'd rather do the future handsy bit than do the fucking Jimmy Dore bit of... Or, you know, the every radio host fucking bit where you have a fucking impersonator call in and say some wacky shit. You get it? Because they, they're not really calling in to say that wacky shit. They're just... Whatever. But yeah, just be careful of this whole um, discourse online. Because it's like, don't believe the mainstream media, but then at the same time, watch out for like some of the alternative media people as well who are connected to the feds as well, in my, in my personal fucking opinion. But people are never going to fucking really, you know, talk, you know, people are not gonna, never really going to admit um, what fault they have in anything. They never have to reflect. They just ride the wave of all the fucking internet fucking fans you have. And think that, like, you know, because you're riding high on it, that, like... They, and, they, and they count on that because then they put your life in chaos. You'll be... You're always gonna... Because, again, when you're looking for attention, then... You're gonna be like, oh, that, that, now I gotta keep topping it. Because the more they fucking lose interest, I gotta top it more. Because they're not gonna be uh, impressed with my fucking battle of tricks. But, again, go ahead... You know, defend Blackwater, Jimmy Dore. Go ahead. I I mean, listen. I I know eventually he'll get a word that like some fat mentally ill shitheads talking about him because my trolls will probably contact him or something like that, and then you know try to make him more. But the thing is, it's more about disappointment. Like you know what I mean. 
Like maybe you're pulling this fuck. Maybe you're pulling an Andy Kaufman and you're pulling a shtick that you're luring fucking you know right wing people and you're like actually on the fucking left. I don't know. I can also buy that that maybe some of you are pretending as well. Maybe maybe you're infiltrating the evil. But like on the surface, I can't co-sign what you're fucking doing. I can't take that chance. Because I don't know if I'm um, going to be enabling that fucking behavior because you're just owning the libs, even though anyone looking literally, like literally everyone owns the fucking libs online. Like literally every, you can't fucking, you, you can throw a fucking rock somewhere and you will hit somebody that you'll, you, you'll hit anybody um, owning the fucking libs. Like, I'm, I'm not even saying you shouldn't do it. All I'm saying is that, like, like b- by calling out what they're doing, they think that by fucking, they, they think you're defending the establishment. That's how they deflect it. I, I, that's how much of a cult they are while pointing out other people are a fucking cult. And because you're right now a smaller one, it doesn't mean you're trying to right, right, rise, rise in the ranks and, and, and be a fucking loyalist to Donald Trump. That's why they gotta keep. That's why they gotta keep downplaying a lot of these billionaires by like, oh my god, they're stupid and delusional. Oh my god, who wants to talk about them? No, no, no. It's not because all the, it's not because people want to talk about them and be a celebrity gossip. It's because they might actually have power behind the fucking scenes. That's how they deflect. That's how some of these phonies deflect fucking calling out fucking shit because they think calling out situations where like the U.S. is doing fucking evil fucking shit, right? They think because they're commenting on it that that that, that means that like they're gonna do something about what's going about the imperialism in other fucking countries because you're mentioning it doesn't mean you're gonna do anything about it. Especially these grifters, right? I know, I'm in my mom's basement, right? I'm just saying, but because again, because then if you really cared about that, then you'd also care about the far right wing shit fucking being normalized. And then the, the funny thing is, is like Joe, Joe, Joe Budden, I'm sorry, Joe Budden, just, Joe Budden, Joe, Joe Biden agreed that like, oh, it was self-defense. So why is Jimmy Dore agreeing with fucking Joe Biden? That's that's weird because I, th- I thought he was against, I thought he was contrarian against Joe Biden, or so does he now come on air and go, hey Joe Biden agree with me, just like you do with any establishment media hack that finally agrees with your talking point, then that means you're telling the truth the whole fucking time. The whole Project Veritas thing is like. But by design, like they're not doing technically, they aren't doing anything illegal, but they're making it seem like they're exposing shit when the people they're exposing is probably telling them on purpose. So they're putting it out there like they're fucking getting caught. So now you fucking start following Disclosed TV, you start following fucking Project Veritas, and you fall for the fucking con, whatever. And again, this is why certain people with platforms, they don't actually, who appear to be smarter than everyone else, help fucking dumb, help dumb down fucking people. Why pretending to be so fucking smart? Go ahead, do it, man. Go ahead, do, find your fucking lane, man. But yeah, I mean, I mean, a, a lot of you are just very, very awful fucking people. Really, really awful fucking people. And I can't believe that I ever was actually a fan of, of, of a lot of your fucking work. Because you called out imperialism one time or something like that. Or you have one credible story to you. Now you can use that to become an asshole. So please spare me that fucking bullshit. Anyway, I'm going to go to Survivor Series recap. I'll be back in a second.
Someone stole my $100 million egg. Call the cops. Get out of here, sir. I go call the cops. Thank you. I know. Uh, it was. It was. Um, had to be that guard. It was outside my door. No, wait a minute. Uh, maybe it was um, one of those smiley members that were out of the production crew. Could be. Uh, maybe one of the superstars. No. Well, we are here in Brooklyn. Awesome. I hate to say this, but it is possible that it was one of our superstars. Yeah. It's not just possible. It's probable. You go interview each and every one of them. Find my egg. A hundred. Oh my God. Rock is going to be so upset. Go find it. Go find my egg. Go find out who did it. And if you can't find it tonight, you tell every single one of those guys. Back on Raw tomorrow night. I'll get to the bottom of it. Okay. Thank you. This pay-per-view was really underwhelming, and of course, of course, the shill accounts who defend the WWE nonstop get mad at me. They're so brainwashed. It's one thing if they don't if they don't see anything wrong with WWE failing to deliver. They're surprised that they did not technically, you know, advertise by beating you over the head so fucking much. They left you no choice but to think there was something going to fucking happen, and they. Did this on purpose nonstop, but to force other people not to get mad. Like, motherfuckers, put effort into combating the trolls. Like, you put more effort into combating the troll than putting energy into the empty product that you, that is going down the fucking tubes. And you really have to, you know, be seen as a dick rider to keep defending you when the company itself doesn't give a shit. And Vince is killing his own product and... You know, no one wants to admit it, but 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 we literally had a 70-year-old man show up and bring some fucking prop egg from a movie from The Rock and then ha and have this whodunit to advertise that something big will happen for people who are disappointed again. And if The Rock does show up, people like the shills will fucking use that energy to fucking mock us because they can't use that energy to mock the people they take orders from. Or the, stu or the stuff, or stuff you like because most of you don't actually like the product. But the quid pro quo and the and the and the of feet pictures is harder to it's harder you know to come by and turn down you know. I'm trying to engage with someone who's a mutual follow, and as soon as I say that he's allowed to dislike decisions instead of defending the fucking asshole billionaire, a bunch of the motherfucker followers are calling me mentally ill. When these guys who are not well, when these guys are not as well as adjusted as you think they are. Because a lot of you hang out with and uh, with people with with enablers who tell you you're funny and give you a bunch of sense of morality while you flex your pronouns in your bio, so you're so you're that progressive aesthetically and then bring up my mental health issues like fuck off, and I'll not, I'll not let people talk to me like that, especially compromised jerk offs who fucking do creepy shit and stalk and gang harass other fucking people. They put more energy in trolling people and fucking being a boring elitist internet persona, personality. That that's been beat into the fucking ground and you brag about how much you're too cool for social media while always caring about people who whine on social media. And just because you go out and you're still online, you're mentally still attached. I don't care what your aesthetic is and I don't care who you hang out with. I don't give a shit. But a bunch of you are brainwashed, compromised people who can't stomach that people are tired of the bullshit taking place with this company. And this company is not as inept as you fucking think they are. It's dying a slow death and the profits 
sooner or later will not fucking matter in, in the long run, the record profits. So this pay-per-view had some decent spots, but it was not really easy to get into, especially when you don't have the rivalries continuing, and there are no fucking stakes. So now you're basically a house show match. You're basically have house show matches, and the crowd was not into some of the parts. It just indicates to, indicate that you treat your undercard and mid-cards like shit creatively, and then expect people to give two shits about any of this. And the things we look forward to give us uninspired finishes. Like, I'll get into it. Lucky, like, I'm I'm out of the pop culture loop. So now I have to recap this shit because I'm out of content to talk about other than my fucking conspiracy theories. So, in the pre-show, there's a couple of things that went down. Sasha did a hype, did, did hype up her team, hyped up individually, and anyone with a brain could see what, what the bit they are going to go with. She didn't remember Shotzi's name, doesn't know if it's Trixie, Roxy, but basically tells her she's going to lead the team. It was actually a good promo, but I, I, I was eating my fucking dinner while it happened. So, but it was one of the better delivered promos that she did to and. She did, and she and she did emphasize they could not lose in Brooklyn, and they, you know their team is better despite despite how good Team Raw. Is. So it's like a babyface promo, but then a heel promo, and then Shotzi looking like a babyface, but then still acting like a heel. So I'm confused. I felt there are piping in studio noise while uh, during the panel, where you can see people walking in the background of the panel. It sounded weird, but maybe there are there are clo- the, the, the people closer by. But the rest of the crowd, you couldn't hear from, uh, them despite showing them. Uh, despite showing them, especially when Rosenberg got a positive reaction that he boasted about, and and then I, I eventually figured out the po- the panel was actually outside the building, so like that's why you could see people walking around on here by its doors, but it was it was really bothering me for for a minute, you know what I mean? Because then the, and then the noise that you could hear was people that were close by to the set, but you could hear them distinctly, like they weren't like super mic'd up, but at first it didn't even look like they were outside though, you know what I mean? Maybe I wasn't paying too close of attention to it, but it just sounded weird, you know what I mean? I never really pay attention to the, this is the first time I pay attention to the pre-show in a long time, you know what I mean? So like I just assumed it was in the arena still. Um, Then they harped on uh, Orton's, uh, you know, um... Orton's pay-per-view breaking record of being the most reviews, and even Orton on social media taking wins and losses more seriously than he did when he started because he thought it was stupid. Like, this is online stuff. They weren't talking about this part. They are just talking about the matches, but I just saw that tweet by him. And maybe that's a precursor for him to join AEW because he's. I, I think he's someone who will definitely be going there and will do some of his best work if he actually does leave. Or maybe if they do a WWE versus WWE versus AEW storyline down the fucking road or something like that, you know what I mean? Um, and then what else did they have? They had um, they, they, they had one segment where Owen Hart, Owens comes. I must say Owen Hart. Owens comes to the panel and keeps declaring his innocence in a passionate way and wants to basically redeem himself and hammer it home that he's just trying to do his best or some shit. I don't need. I don't know why I need to recap it. Like it makes a difference. That Vince came out of a limo and some of the roster members being overly happy and cheering when he has a gold egg with him. I think it was something to do with Red Notice, but I didn't fucking know at the time. It was it really does feel like the nineties that like that if it's not rest if it's not in the wrestling bubble, I have no fucking clue anymore. It's fucking exhausting. I think it represents the three golden eggs that Cleopatra left behind and have been separated. So it wouldn't surprise me if Vince had one because he probably rules in social circles where they people could probably have that fucking type of shit. But I have no idea why the fuck you would do this unless 
You're hinting at the rock coming out, and I'll depend on future Henry to explain and beat this into the ground again, and then keep doing it over and over because he thinks there's some refreshing bit even more, but it just leaves people rolling their eyes. And yeah, it did not happen. A lot of my recap writing live was me thinking the rock was going to come out because they ended up beating into the ground. But every time I mentioned the, the rock in a recap, ask yourself, gee, uh, they, they're mentioning him a lot. I, 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 that's going to give you the rock because one would assume that it's an anniversary and, you know, he, he would surely come out because they keep mentioning him but he doesn't end up coming out so on the pre-show they had fucking you know uh nakamura versus priest on you know i i said to myself so imagine the tnt title doing this on a pre-show even though i think a pre-show in AEW is not really as like oh lord like oh my god it's like like, you know, you're, you're reached a death spot. Because I know you could put... I don't have no problem with valuable things. It just... Already, the titles don't mean anything. And you're deciding to put a battle royal into the fucking show. That's going to be a throwaway battle royal. Especially for Pizza Hut fucking advertisement. And you're going to put fucking the title versus the title on the pre-show. While both fucking acts seem fucking cold uh, as hell. I mean, at least... You know, I'll go and get into it. But, uh... But Boogs is extending his introductions to get people into it by making sound that perfectly fit that to be met with an echo. Like, howdy, howdy, howdy like, 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 like those kind of fucking things where, like, you know, he's getting you to repeat shit like that. I'm obviously not doing it justice, but, I mean, he I mean, he, he was probably the only hype thing about this fucking match. But already, and, and I said over here, but, oh, but already the news of Biggie and Ray's trying to be review, but then they ended up switching it that because of the people bitched. Or maybe they did it to make it happen to seem like they listened to us, but they wanted to make us mad and not now having one of the champion versus champion matches have been reduced to being on a pre-show. I would say even though Priest has kind of been absent from Raw the last few weeks, that his title reign seems more protected than Nakamura. Whatever protected means in the WWE, but you know. But Priest actually has had more credible reign than, you know, who who has not defended, defended it and has taken losses since he's won it. But Priest uh, starts out working the shoulder, arm, boots, play the guitar to distract Priest. But Priest has remained on his game. He seems to weird it out by it, though. Nakamura gets, a, gets an arm drag, dodges another one while Priest dodges a kick. Boog plays the rift again while Nakamura has his foot on Priest's throw in the corner. Priest uh, gets a leg drop where he dropped him while Nak was standing. It's hard to write, 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 and jot down, like, uh, and the commentator is not identifying the fucking move because Pat McAfee wants to wild out. Priest gets some kicks into the chest. He warns Boog not to do it again. Final warning when you play the guitar. Priest does a step-up kick to Nak. Nak gets some... Um, uh, kicks to the chest and into Gurry gets a snap German uh, snap release German from the second from the second rope that he does. Uh, Priest uh, counters an uh, an off the top move with a spinning heel kick. He does some kicks and punch combo throws him and throws him. Knock counters a suplex, but Priest rebounds with a discus lariat. I think he did an inverted suplex, but while, while I was typing, I couldn't fucking and then you know my fucking type it was getting slower a little bit. Anyways, Knock knees him as he was being lifted by for a choke slam. Priest uh, claps the ears. They exchange shit. Uh, Priest counters a shot so it's a roll up. I, I'll move ahead a bit. Knock sets up for the finisher. A priest gets a gets a south, south of the heaven. Knock escapes a reckoning counter. A priest stomps him. Knock counters an attack with an arm bar. Pre, priest transitions into something that kind of looks like a triangle lock. Books is play, playing helps knock when which priest gets really amplified and destroys the guitar. Then it hits Boogs with it after, and then hits priest and then hits a and then hits Nakamura with it afterwards. So SmackDown's like one one win. 
during this whole thing, by the way, is like, you know, uh, a DQ fucking, a DQ finish. And, you know, overall, I thought the match did not have the juice to it. But, like, no, 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 like no one cared. It seemed like Priest turned heel for the moment. But there, but is there a point if he and Nakamura are not going to feud since they're on the opposite brands? I'm acting like they will. this company will keep the integrity of the brand together, but they could be having matches tomorrow and no one will care. Uh, the rules are broken and they won't explain it. But maybe if the heel turn go, continues, then I assume he'll be on Raw from here on out. But it's going to be weird if Priest just shows up on Raw and he's now still a good guy. And, and it'll be, like, really lazy fucking booking. Not like either title was on the fucking line, and they do and, and, and they do these lazy-ass booking decisions. Maybe it was a good thing, but that it was on the fucking pre-show, but this is where the pre- the present... Uh, the, 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 this is where they present the titles, basically. Like, it's, it's weird in general. I'm watching pay-per-view with a ti- with champion versus champion with no titles on the line to begin with. Like, they just could kill the SmackDown Raw versus Raw shit. I mean, they could just have another match on Raw since... Vince said on Raw and SmackDown are going to be there on Raw, so they could already, so they're already being lenient with this fucking stupid brand split that's going on. So then we, uh, you know, the intro to the pay per view feels more like a full out commercial for The Rock's Red Notice, and then the current time I was writing this, I'm thinking The Rock, do, if The Rock does not show up, somehow in the end this, this this will be completely bullshit. Like people are complaining at them not advertising fully, but they were, def- de- they, but they're defending the whole notion that if CM Punk was not officially being promoted, then if they do end up having, you know, like by not having CM Punk show up by advertising him. Then, like, you know, then he didn't show up. Then people who go, well, they didn't advertise him. So you can get mad at him, whatever, right? It's the same thing with the whole rock thing. They're do- overdoing it. And and I knew the, the shills got the fucking, the, 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 the notes of going, oh, um, you, you better say they, they didn't promote it. Because whatever Vince McMahon does. Like, I'm, I'm just letting you know, if you always defend Vince McMahon and all that kind of shit, Vince McMahon does not respect you at all. Like, he just looks at you guys like, oh, I got more idiots who are going to defend my decisions. Because I, I bought them off with money, but I don't, I don't really care about them and they're expendable. They'll find new people. Like, and, and, and the thing with, that's the thing with being, being a kiss-ass like that. When, when you, you end up being expendable because they can get better kiss-ass-kissers uh, on, their, on their fucking roster to fucking do that. Anyways, uh... Okay, well, where was I? Um, yeah, so I, I used to go off about how my... I, like, I go here, like, oh, in future hands, you'll let you know, or I could just wait till peer review ends and edit my thoughts, but that wasn't... That doesn't really work for me at this time because I want to seem like I'm writing something meaningful. These are just empty thoughts in my fucking head. And I go, I'm going to miss half the moves and improvise and not want to look at the results and make sure because I'm just wasting everyone's time with this content podcast. That will not stand the test of time, but I'm sure I butchered the spontaneous thought while writing this shit down. See, I, I, I tend to go with my own fucking thoughts at the current time, you know what I mean? It's always a good way to, like, reflect on your fucking thoughts and see, like, at a time you think you're writing something fucking really brilliant, but then you're like, oh, man, this is just bullshit. It's, it is what it is. So I started out with Charlotte and Becky. They start out um striking and brawling away from the, um, from the, from the bell. They're doing this for a bit. Becky counters a natural selection with a disarmor, but after it gets let go, Becky uh, and Becky's back back kick back kick Charlotte in her nose. Charlotte spears her, and they fight outside. They're really they're really going intense. Becky was dressed like what a woman would dress like if she wanted to show up a sexy flash. 
You know, she had, she she, had, she has control and stomps on her. Becky elbows out of the manhandle slam and does a neck break on her knees. She slaps her around and kind of half-ass slams her against the mat. Charlotte misses a high boot while Becky was on the apron. Um, and Becky gets a knee and then Charlotte still gets the advantage and throws her into the ring post on the apron. And Becky throws her off face first into the barricade when she was attempting a moonsault. And then she was hinting at a uh, Charlotte injury and a knee injury here. Charlotte lifts her and drops her onto the barricade. So far, this match is really dope, and it felt like the little too too hard. Maybe so, maybe well job well done. I guess they talk shit as they're crawling into the ring. They slap each other back and forth. I'm already thinking there's gonna be like WWE shills are gonna act like this match is better than Kingston and Punk. But Charlotte and Becky go back and forth and counter shit. Becky gets a disarmer. Then Charlotte powers up and drops her for a near fall. Becky and Charlotte. Do a bunch of roll ups. This one ends up, uh, uh, you know, um, this this feels like a this honestly feels like a brawl for all match basically. Becky is striking and kicking. You know, Charlotte fights out of a Bexploder, but Charlotte does one of her own into the corner. Charlotte does a moonsault and the standing moonsault, but Becky still rolled out, still ro- rolled up while she attempted the standing moonsault. They talk sh- talk shit. They slap each other. Becky gets a cradle. Becky whips Charlotte, where Charlotte does her dad's flip over the ropes on the apron, but then shoulders her and then drops her against the ropes, and then she jumps off the apron. And Becky does a leg drop while Charlotte's draped over the second rope from the top rope. Really intense. Becky had both her arms tied up while she's doing a pinfall attempt. Charlotte and Becky may have fucked up something here where Charlotte misses a big boot and kind of collides with her. But they said it was a back elbow, but I, I don't know. But Charlotte does a high boot and gets a near fall. Becky kicks out a figure four, kicks kicks away from the figure four attempt. Becky gets an inverted DT. Becky barely gets a leg drop from the top. But... <coughs> But ends up getting a manhandle slam, but too close to the rope, so Charlotte got to the rope. Becky woos and applies the figure four, and she calls Charlotte a bitch. They slap each other, and then, then Charlotte reverses the figure four. Charlotte big boots her off the apron, goes for the moonsault, but didn't get it all of it, which the commentators did acknowledge, but isn't that like all of her moonsaults? Charlotte does a disarmor for a bit. Charlotte chops uh, chops her a bunch of times. Becky and Charlotte both roll each other up with the Connor rolls. Charlotte uses the ropes, but then Becky did the same thing and wins it, so... This is a pretty weak ending, but I thought the match was really dope. They worked hard in the match. It was really intense. It was one of their better matches. People say it could be one of their best matches. I, I, I mean, maybe I've seen from them, and I'll give them props for doing this work kind of shoot. I'm glad they did not do the screw job, but maybe they thought by making it seem that way, they'll do that and basically change the, the discourse plan. Like, it's hard to know what will happen with these people because you can't be hypothetical because the feud's stopping because they're not on different, they're a different brand. So they will continue to do something else or so this will just come off as a one-off show. The only controversy online is the conflicting reports of what would start the main event and what 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 were changes, and even that's become discourse too. Like, can nothing be fucking set in stone, like, and put in full admissions? But they have to create more online discourse, so a bunch of media personalities have to feud nonstop. So that's the only storyline that I was following after this fucking match. I'm sure there'll be more controversy online where Charlotte and Becky have to keep this shit alive. But I mean, they did look they did look stunning, and they did have a hell of a fucking match. One of Becky's more physical ones. I really thought it, it was. I really thought. I really thought this should have main evented. Maybe I. I thought if this did main event, maybe Ronda Rousey would come out. And I know she had a baby a month ago, but these celebs are not humans, and they have advancements, so it's possible. And to look at the and, and look at the evening of finishes. I'm not. I'm, you know. I, I'm. I'm just. You know, wondering what would have happened. But again, you know, whatever. Ronda Rousey's not gonna come in. Whatever. But people were hinting at it. You know. Um. 
and I'm, and I'm looking I look I look at the evening so far in these matches, and I'm wondering if for two for two and already matches and stories that won't continue after the pay per view like this this is the last pay per view of the year, but you got to have a strong finish for a pay per view for people to remember. And some of these shitty finishes you're doing, you're not gonna do the fuck. You're not, you're not gonna cut the mustard. And Becky did have you know, an emotional post-interview on the WWE social media exclusives. And it was pretty good. It felt like she was crying about the situation. Like, she was, like, really, you know, it's hard because she's dealing with, you know, reliving all your moments and all that kind of stuff. Again, here's the thing. There's a challenge on TikTok where a woman can cry on demand. So even if she was crying, like, I, I think that, like, a lot of people have have mastered that. So if she was faking that crying and just adding to the story... Then, like, props to her, but at the same time, if, you know, again, if she was really crying, I feel kind of bad. Like, you know what I mean? She seems really hurt, so maybe I'm buying into, you know, her narrative right now. I don't know. I never trust anything, you know what I mean? I'm kind of, you know, a, you know I'm, I'm kind of fucked up that way. Uh, uh, the, but, the, but this should have made a band at the end of the show because the crowd did it was not live for the other matches and it took Reigns and Big E to get to the final gear to get people going again. The show, uh, they showed a Drew feature of him getting fired and coming back and being introduced. I think it's supposed to be like a mean. This is supposed to be like a mania ad for some shit. Like you know, just I wasn't paying close attention. I just saw Drew. They did it for they did it for Lashley later on too randomly. So I I didn't understand what was going on there. Then we had Owens, Lashley, Balor, Theory, and Seth Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. Drew, Hardy, Corbin, Woods, and Sheamus. I'm not gonna go over every fucking thing going on, but. I try my best. Theory is the only one who didn't get the memo to wear red-inspired gear, but at least none of them are wearing raw shirts. Raw came out in 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 his like you know king gear minus the cr- crown minus the crowd and the cape I put here, like the uniform. But he's really playing it up. He he did the Jeff Hardy fucking uh, pose as well with you know. Uh, Owens and Rollins argue who to start. Owens starts with Woods, but then just escapes the ring and walks to the back and gets counted out. So Owens is eliminated. He pulled a Bad News Brown from 1988 Survivor Series. Uh, Drew Glasgow kisses Seth. Woods is in the ring with Theory. Woods drop kicks him in the back of the neck as he's leaning against the ropes. Drew tags in, worked on Theory with a stomp, chomps. Shaman gets in, chops him a bit, and Corbin did as well. It's weird seeing Corbin being a good guy in the kind of position because everyone hates Theory. Seth misses a springboard knee. Corbin clotheslines him and tags Woods in. Refreshing to see a team actually get along, even though, you know, there's issues there. Woods works on him, and then Hardy comes in. Basically, all these frequent tags. Sheamus and Balor mix it up, but then there's frequent, more frequent tags all, on all the members. None of them are doing anything worthwhile for me to recap. Like, Drew gets a vertical suplex. Balor starts fighting off all the members, but gets hit with a happy daze. But it's broken up. Everyone's doing their finishes on each other, doing, like, different sequences to each other. Balor, Balor gets a comic Gary from outside and does a stomp and does a stomp on uh on I put on Balor but on on Corbin, uh and then Corbin is eliminated. Hardy does an atomic atomic draw leg leg drop combo. Balor counters a sunset flip and rolls out, hits a drop kick. The Raw team is working on Hardy and have him isolated. Lashley does a shoulder to the corner. Hardy does a whisper in the. Hardy does a whisper to win to Rollins and Balor. Lashley attacks Drew outside and throws him into the ring post from his shoulders. Theory gets cradled for two and Hardy makes a tag tag to Woods. And he does a bunch of fire offense on everyone like a tilt-a-whirl Russian leg sweep. He strikes Theory with a discus punch. Lashley crotches him on the top. Lashley spears Woods. 
Man, this was someone I wanted to fucking win the match, but I should have known Woods is eliminated by the Hurt Lock. Lashley that has him, you know, has him in the Hurt Lock. He didn't give up, but he passed out. You know what I mean? Everyone's brawling. Where Seth and Balor do tandem sling blades. Both the uh, Topians under into Sheamus who caught Balor outside. I'll say that some of the guys in the matches who had private rivalries, so at least there's some value to some of the interaction to some degree. Just there's nothing at stake. Drew and Lashley have some <coughs> have some battle. Uh, Lashley Lashley flatlines Drew. Drew gets a Larry and they brawl outside. Lashley has him on his shoulders, but Drew shoves him into the ring. But Lashley counters and stops himself and elbows him. And they go over the barricade from the one side and then the other side. They go from the other side to, to, and they both get countered out. So Drew and Lashley are both eliminated. Lashley attacks him afterwards, but he gets hit with a claymore. They do talk shit to each other. Seth tells Drew to go away and mocks him, mocks him saying goodbye. And then he gets Glasgow kissed again. Sheamus almost gets a pin, but this time we have SmackDown with two people. With Sheamus and Jeff Hardy, and Raw with three p- people. Balor springs into a sunset flip, but Sheamus still has control and knocks off Theory, sets on the off and sets off the apron. Balor gets a sling blade, then goes for the stomp, but Sheamus moves and hits a bro kick for the elimination, so Balor's eliminated. Theory does a springboard drop kick out of nowhere. It's it's weird. Theory and Seth used to have a friendship after he got kicked out of the Garza and Andrade partnership, so you know it means like it's like they're reliving that. Sheamus gets an Irish curse backbreaker. Seth and Hardy doing. Set uh, Seamus and Hardy doing teamwork. Uh, doing teamwork. And I'm not gonna go over anything, but they did poetry and motion off Seamus's back, and they did, and they, and he did a, he did the he did an avalanche instead of like a drop kick, like instead of like a, a leg lariat. You know, what I mean the you know, theory interrupted the ten beats, but Seamus throws him out of the out of the rope, and then Hardy and Seamus do it on both of them. Seamus counters uh, counters a stomp attempt with a with a white noise. Theory distracted Sheamus before the bro kick, but Seth gets a super kick. Theory rolled up Sheamus for the pin, and Sheamus eliminated. Sheamus then clothesline Jeff Hardy. I mean, I was surprised they even got along. They were working like they were working well together for someone who tried to break Jeff's sobriety, sobriety and mocking his drug issues, and and accused him of uh, driving drunk into to the arena and all that. Seth does a sprog splash, and Jeff kicks out. Hardy gets a swanton on Theory. After counters a double suplex off the rope but knocking Seth off the ropes, then Hardy versus it's Hardy versus Seth, and the crowd is actually behind Hardy. They're making it like a a one on one face off a big deal kind of. Seth escapes a twist of fate. It was too much for me to keep up with, but Hardy gets a pin attempt. Seth strikes back in the neck like the Will Ospreay shit. Seth sets up from the stomp for the stomp curb stomp, but Hardy counters it and gets a twist of fate. Goes for the swanton, but Seth gets his knees up, and then the curb stomp for the win. Seth, sole survivor of the team, Raw. So Raw's been winning, like, all the fucking matches so far. You know what I mean? At least, at least the main pay-per-view matches. Because you're, you're supposed to assume that, it, okay, maybe they're doing this because they, by the time you get to Biggie and Reigns, you'll have, uh, you, you'll have two, you'll have three... Uh, three, three, three Raw, three SmackDown, and Biggie and Reigns will do. It. Sometimes they don't even do that. They just let like Raw always beat a SmackDown. But then I don't know. These matches seem pointless, but they all worked hard. It broke the streak of shitty endings. But I felt, I felt they did protect some of the people in the match with the elimination. I thought it was weird how well guys work together because you're used to them, no one getting along. But the set, uh, it gives Seth extra momentum for him being groomed as a number one contender. 
felt like Hardy really shined in this match. I felt they did a good pace. I would have preferred Woods being one of the people to to be one of the last people in the ring. You got like you like you got Lashley to get rid of him. Like so, the, like so, like the, the, these are small things I'm, I'm noticing of disrespecting his king shit and kind of making him lose and not even uh, making it not, not not even making him like one of the last few. And there will be some culmination going on with WWE is fucking with you know the new day. I don't know. I thought Seth Balor and Seth worked well together. Owens did whatever he had to. I think uh, they couldn't afford to have Lashley or Drew take a pin, so they try to protect them. But it was just weird doing analysis where they, this could go when these just feel like empty matches going on. But they still had some of the old rivalries from like you know, old interactions. So it wasn't like any interaction had its, so like like every interaction kind of had its own personal thing a little bit. Like even Hardy and Theory for the small stupid shit they did a few weeks back. You know what I mean? Like, they had that fucking thing going. I, I hope Seamus and Jeff are not feuding because I, I've seen that feud too much. I think it was fun because he turned on Je- Jeff afterwards. And I think it was a fine match to get Seth look good to actually get... And actually, and you actually gave Hardy some good showing, but you could have positioned Woods to be in that spot. And Hardy could have uh, tapped out to Lashley, but it is what it is. Seth is the number one contender, and he looks strong, and they protect him. I wonder how they would protect the number one contender for the, for the, women's, the women's Raw title. Because that would be interesting, right? But I'll get to that. Vince and Reigns have a meeting. Vince talks about the golden egg. Reigns doesn't know about it. And he boasts about, and he boasts about 25 years. And, and, and Vince does the 25 years of rock and the seven bucks story in his pocket. And he says this is the real thing. And the egg is worth millions in, 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 in the rock's cadence. It's 100 million. Reigns says it's almost as much as my next contract. That was so random, but they're surely making you, uh, making this part think he's coming without even saying it. In case you didn't notice the millions of reference to him, I don't know what this was. They did show Rock winning the title in the '98 Survivor Series, the one where Rock got his payment for turning on the nation into the joke. They were running out of Survivor Series memories, so they had to do other ones outside the event, like you know him being the uh, being at the first SmackDown on Fox, like you know what I mean. Like, come on, I don't know, stupid. Then we had the fucking battle royal for fucking and I again I I'm lucky I kept up with who I did keep up with this on the on this show but this was like nothing I know I I missed a few people so people are gonna you know get on me for not knowing. This, but they they showed entrances for Sammy Styles Ricochet and Profits. I'm sure that the battle royal has higher billing to the mid card titles. Profits being sponsored by Pizza. I, I thought it was them being sponsored by Pizza Hut. The whole match was sponsored by Pizza Hut. There's more effort into this shit than the entire fucking match. I guess. Omos throws Gulak, Shelton, Umberto out. Truth is eating the pizza and offers it to Omos and Omos and then Otis and Otis does uh, does tease eating it and going back to his old character. He just gets mad at Truth for patting him on the ass and then throws him out. Otis and Omos double clothesline. Omos throws Omos throws a clo- throws a clothesline and then throws him out. Gable uh, and Cesaro with an arm breaker uh, in the ropes, but Cesaro gets rid of him. Ricochet gets T-Bar out. Mansoor eliminates Cedric. Cesaro and Dolph fight on the apron. And and uh, and then, and, and uh, I don't know what happened here. I guess they don't do it. I put, I put, they find the apron and do. And I put, I put a period there. So obviously I was like trying to fucking go through my thoughts and not fucking finish anything. Dawkins eliminated Garza, Jinder... Eric got eliminated. Shanky and almost tease off. 
uh, a face-off, no reaction, but almost eliminates him. Mansoor hit hit is hit with Dolph and Rude's finisher, and then Rude catapults him out of the ring. AJ standing outside, almost throws Rude out by his throat, and then goes for Dolph, and AJ hits him with a phenomenal forearm and then throws him out. Sammy tries to get uh, some union with Ricochet and Cesaro because they're, they're all the SmackDown members, but they say fuck that and let the Raw guys throw him out. And the Prophets throw him over, over the rope, um, and almost uh, eliminates Aziz, giving you a showdown no one asked for. Uh, Aziz from the outside pulls AJ while Omos is p- pulling his way, but then Apollo attacks, so then it lets go, and AJ falls outside on his face. It looked really horrible. Omos throws Apollo over the ring. I think this is a reductive with eliminating Raw guys, too. Like, shouldn't it be until the last men from the brand are there? Whatever. Omos throws Cesaro out, and then Dawkins, Ford gets a back step. Uh, you get the back slap on him a couple of times, and then he gets launched into the other guy outside. Last two are almost and Ricochet almost kind of ran into the rope so Ricochet could use it to his momentum, but it looked so bad he eventually just threw him out. I'm worried we're going to see AJ and Omos versus Aziz and Apollo. This battle royal felt like a 1980s battle royal, and it was more it was more on the card than the it had more fucking building on the than the mid card titles. Ford super kicks AJ. Ford super kicks AJ as he's about to eat pizza and throws it into the crowd, and then he runs away with the pizza. So, these teams are the teams in AEW are feeding over title and who can fight fucking Ishii and cutting dope promos and protecting division and they take teams on Raw are doing shit like this, stealing pizza for an obvious fucking ad when the division's already lacking to begin with, anyways. I know this is a throwaway match, but they're gonna have a bunch of sketches on Raw about how the Prophet stole the fucking pizza hut shit. Like, okay, we'll like, do an ad, but this is just kind of fucking stupid, and I'm glad Almost is getting some kind of shine, but out of all the people who you could push, you, like, you, you really have to push non-work rate guys. Like, it feels, like, so silly that AJ is still in this tag team and basically doing this comedy shit at this point. Like, I, I don't know, I don't know. So far, the pay-per-view had some clunky finishes. At least the men's Survivor Terry team was dope, despite the, the finish I liked, you know, Becky and Charlotte as well. At this point of the, of the night, Raw was up 3-1, to one, so you need Usos and the women's SmackDown team uh, to even the odds. But normally, WWE fucks that up because, you know, the... But it is what it is. Uh, you know, the Battle Royal had Indy written all over it because, like Lance Storm said, they were wrestling in shirts and they're getting paid with pizza, basically. Apparently, when you think pizza in New York, your natural thought is to go into Pizza Hut. Like, I, I don't even think I got everyone who was eliminated. I'm actually sorry I went to the effort to try to even fucking track everyone in this fucking match. It just felt like a 1980s Battle Royal. And if you follow the, my theories in kayfabe, uh, you know, in matches, matches in kayfabe are scripted or orchestrated. This could be the most transparent sports entertainment result ever because it's all for a pizza advertisement. You know what I mean? You gotta look. This, this is why. This, this is like the one last thing that's compelling to WWE for me at least. While like everything is looking horrible on, you know, by design, right? Even in storyline, a lot of stuff is also being kind of exposed as well. That this is more, they're making it more obvious that it's sports entertainment. You know what I mean? Because someone eventually, when the new owners come in, they're probably going to change that shit around. Then we had the Usos versus RK Bro. Uh, Jimmy and Riddle started off with some counters and taunting and then doing the moves. Riddle goes, gut wrenches him, and throws him around. Orton stomps on his fingers and works on him. Jimmy escapes the ring and counters the RKO. Jay and Orton mix it up. Jay stomps him in the corner. Orton eye pokes him while Jay's doing the one taunt to the crowd. 
Orton does an assisted senton, Riddle does. Again, some of these moves, I, I, I forget what they're actually called, but I just do, okay, assisted, and it's like kind of like a senton. Like, like he, I thought maybe he, Riddle did a corkscrew outside or something like that, but then I know that it was like, it was, it was like a moonsault, but it was like the Bro Derek. So I just called it the Bro Derek. Sometimes at, at the time, I don't, I don't feel like going to websites to look at what moves I missed and what the moves are called, but at the same time, maybe I've been watching too much AEW where actually Excalibur actually calling the fucking moves and you know it makes my job fucking easier by Excalibur sometimes he doesn't call every single fucking move but for the most part he does fucking call the fucking move which fucking helps me out tremendously when I'm trying to recap you know but whatever you know uh whatever uh so then Riddle kicks Jay on the apron to the bro Derek off the apron, I think. Um, Jimmy did not meet my tope re- requirement for the tope while Jay is holding up Riddle. They work on Riddle, uh, and, bo- and both Usos keep pointing to the sky. Jay gets ready for the running hip attack, which is dope. Riddle kicks him in the head as he charges for another one. They work on him. This is kind of a slower pace. Riddle gets a fireman's carry. The Usos pummel him with elbows. And Riddle does a modified GTS. I Pat didn't want to mention it. He called it the modified nighty night. Orton, Orton uh, gets power, uh, gets a power slam. Gets a power slam when he's tagged in. Does a draping DAT. But Jay slips out and pulls Orton out. They brawl, but Orton does a backdrop onto the commentary table on his head. Then does it to Jimmy. Jay super kicks to the gut inside. And then... uh. And then Orton throws him out and stops him, stops him to get him from dra- with a draping DET and sets him off for the RKO, but Jay uh, kicks it and blocks it. Riddle gets in with some kick strikes and a ripcord knee to Jimmy. With an, does an exploder, does a T-bone suplex, then does a Brotons. Uh, Jay gets a Samoan drop for a near fall, and then again, writing this as is happening, and even the counter is not identifying the move, make me have to improvise and not fix it later because I'm just too fucking lazy. Jimmy blind tags, but they do an assisted throw into a Samoan drop, and then get a the near fall. Uso set up Riddle for the double super kick, and but Orton, but Orton, uh, uh, but then Orton fucking interrupted and got, got uh, what, 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 what am I trying to say here? They set up Uso for the double super kick, but Orton gets in. And then, uh, and then, and then he got super kick, and then they got riddle. They got riddle with a super kick, but then riddle, but ba- riddle barely kicked out. Riddle escapes another Samoan drop and sends Jay into the ring post, blocking Jimmy's super kick. Orton's tagged in, but Jimmy super kicks him out. Then Jimmy just works on Riddle and goes for the splash, and but Orton does an RKO on him as he's landing. One of the better RKOs I've seen. So Raw one. So. Any chance SmackDown had in this stupid fucking brand, fucking supremacy shit was not going to fucking work. Decent match, but it's just kind of empty because these guys are not really feuding and this is a stupid way to ruin a score. They do it all the time where you could just have been SmackDown and the women's tag team get the win. Then it'd be 3-3 three and three deciding factor is Big E and versus Reign, but they love to always ruin the score where Raw technically won. Even if the women's team and Reigns won, it's just silly. But it was a decent match, but Usos could have used the win more in my person. Not that it fucking matters. I'll say that RKO is one of the better, that RKO is one of the better ones that I fucking saw in a while. And he's had a bunch of dope ones, you know, like, there's no shortage of uh, amazing RKOs he's done in his career. But just as much as this match progressed and you bombarded us with a bunch of rock commercials, and then these matches were nothing fucking, where nothing matters because they built this like shit and don't have a good follow-up. But it's like, I wish I could care about these teams or this division. 
Like, Butcher and Blade have higher value to me than a lot of the tag teams in WWE. Not because the talent is bad, but because they don't look, they don't even book the division in a credible fucking manner. And they swap titles and fucking do overdue matches. All, 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 all this is being done until Vince sells the fucking company and devalues it eventually. So then Vince is with Sonya, Sonya and Pierce. He thanks them and notices the egg is missing. Now Vince wants to get to, get to the bottom of it on both on Raw with both of Raw and SmackDown. And they're going to be there to decide who stole the egg. He tells them to call the cops. Of course he would. Well, um, I mean, this is a stupid shit. People can think Tony Khan's embarrassing himself, but Vince McMahon doing shitty sketches about a stupid egg because of nostalgia for Vince and for people who can't get enough of the member berries. And if these fans had any ball, they would boo the fucking shit out of these, but, but this guy. And, but they will cheer him and reaffirm his ego. He can do whatever he wants because people love him. It was complete fucking shit. Like, there's no effort into these sketches anyways or whatever they were doing. This, should, this, should, this would have been more tolerable because we were going to presumably see The Rock. But no, we did not even get to see The Rock. So we were, we, we were the one at fault because WWE shows are so fucking angry at their predicament. Like, they realize their, their, their word does not mean shit anymore and that people know as much as they, they're, they're connected that no one really takes any of them seriously, which defeats the purpose of getting those fucking perks because as soon as you accept them, you don't... Uh, you don't influence the people following you, the system becomes disgusted with you. Hold on one second, let me write something down. Um, let me write something down right here, hold on. Um, sorry about that. I, I want this paper. I, I'm already having a hard time fucking recapping all of this. I just don't give a shit about any of this, man. But I mean, this is just content, I guess. Really, you know what I mean. Let me go, let me try to finish this quickly. I forgot to mention on SmackDown that Zia Lee had segment with her fa- about her family, but it was like in an anime and comic book strip. It's like how they didn't kill Bill. She basically hates vultures and protecting her family. She said that her father's daughter, she's a father daughter, she's a protector. So a nice, an actual nice superhero gimmick. Like this is how you do a superhero gimmick, not some Nick at Night version like Nikki Cross is doing. But I'm sure they'll make make it overly goofy. Just in, just give them time. But they replayed this, and it kind of reminded me that I forgot to mention in the SmackDown recap. Bianca, Carmella, Zelina, Rhea, Liv Morgan, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown, Natty, Shayna, Tony, Storm, Shotzi, and Sasha. Thinking that before this match started that Liv has a title match coming up, they would at least protect her in the match, but we would see what they would fucking do. Tony, Storm, and Carmella start. She pops her in the mouth. She tries to go get... She tries to, Carmella tries to go get her fucking mask for a timeout. So Tony and Zelina max, mix it up. Zelina does a step-up knee. And then did a running kick. Mella can't fix up the mask. Tony gets a roll-up on her. And this is how you book your women's division. Like, this is just this has been Mella screaming. These are some of the worst decisions on how to do these. Bianca and Sasha get a uh, standoff, but Shotzi tags in. So now she's playing the heel in this round. She and Bianca lock up. Bianca gets a waist lock takedown a couple of times. Liv gets in, does a move off the top, and leads to the pin. But Team SmackDown has her in the corner, and Natty mixes it up. Liv gets a sunset flip. Natty gets a roll-up. Natty bridges out of a jackknife. Natty counters a bulldog and just throws her into the basement dropkick. Rhea attacks after Liv gets a basement dropkick. She clotheslines Natty over and, uh, and over and gives her a headbutt. Natty gets a suplex, and then she and Shayna do a double vertical suplex. Uh, Rhea catches her leg leg from the from the stop, but she, uh, to st- 
don't know what the fuck is going on. Catches a leg to stop. Basically, Shayna gets at it with a gut wrench, a gut wrench slam. I put a gut wrench slap. Slap. That that'd be quite the move, huh? But misses Rhea with a running kick, uh, running running knee in in the in the in the, in the, in the, in the I put in the corner. But I put in in the toe corner. In, I think in their corner. I think maybe I, I don't know. Again, this match was already fucking me up, and already you know. Where the fuck I'm talking about? Shotzi pulls Sasha down from getting the tag. She's doing that that, that full house villain like screaming her, her shit talk. Uh, Rhea can't get the rip tie, but then she and Shayna are at the top. But Shayna gets a triangle, but tries to turn it into an arm bar, uh, and then gets a clutch. But then Rhea counters and stomps her, and then uh, the women uh, get their moves on each other. Do that sequence ending with Shayna getting a clutch, but Rhea eventually drops her down to get out of it. Sasha finally tags in with Bianca. They do have uh, the crowd a little hype now. They sh- they 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 shove and then um, tries to get the crucifix. Bianca counters, and then Sasha's arm drags it. Arm drag is is countered, or I put it as counters. And Bianca's doing the kiss my ass motion. Sasha finally gets her in the bank statement, but Bianca gets to the ropes. Bianca powers out of a Sasha, but powers out, but Sasha escapes. She catches Sasha into the fallaway slam, and hand springs into the corner. Hand springs into the ropes, knocking Natty off. Then Sasha gets a really dope turn into ET. She gets rid of Rhea. Bianca gets a really good spine buster. Sasha uses Bianca's braid to escape the KOD. They kind of tug a war. Zelina tags in, and Bianca presses her and throws her onto Sasha. Does a tilt a world into the tilt a world into the corner, and no one is tagging Bianca. Uh, tagging, sorry, no one's tagging Sasha. Or they're doing a horrible job at, at staying staying out of position. But Tony Tony does some inverted slam. But after Sasha did a backstabber, Liv does a matrix style to avoid a high boot. Morgan was supposed to do a corner roll, but it looked like she um, looked like a busted German suplex. But after fending off other people, she gets the oblivion to eliminate Tony Storm. She escapes Shayna's clutch, but then she does her oblivion and is countered with the clutch. Brings her back into the corner, and Sasha does a splash. But Sasha tags in as well and does a splash to eliminate Liv. Um, you know, I'll get into the thoughts after the fucking match, but it's too much to fucking keep up with. Rhea gets a delayed vertical super on Sasha, Sasha gets the backstabber. Shayna assists with a sliced bread with Shotzi, and then Shayna needs her and gets on to eliminate Rhea. And then now it's Bianca all alone and doing the delayed suplex on Natty. And then she knocks the rest of it off the apron. The match is pretty much dragging at this point. Shotzi and Sasha keep fucking arguing and talking about who's legal. And then they get into a fight outside. Shane and her arguing and pull each other. Sasha ends up getting eliminated because of the, the, the countout because all of them are kind of turning on her. So now it gives her character more motivation to have beef, I guess. They circle around Bianca from different fucking spots. So now I'm assuming Sasha is a good guy again. I don't fucking know. Natty discus clotheslines her, gets her the sharpshooter, and she drives Natty and she into Shayna and rolls out to eliminate her. Shayna high knees her in the face and then gets a clutch and does a glam slam pin. Now it's Shotzi versus Bianca. Um, no, 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 and Bianca. Sorry, I, I'm missing like Shayna had the glam slam. No, no, no but Bianca, I, I was going so fast that I put like I started forget to put the moves in. I need to fucking edit this shit, but sometimes it's just too... Dude, sometimes it's writing 10 pages of shit, and then you you, you, you have to read this to, like, make something entertaining, and you know what I mean? Make it seem like you're actually putting effort into this kind of shit. I, I don't know. I, I put too much effort... I put more effort into this than they, 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 they've put in their entire fucking division. That I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm I keep both... I, I keep hoping that it'll get better, but it doesn't keep getting better. Uh 
So now Shotzi versus Bianca. Shotzi does a leg scissors over the top rope and then does a cross body and Bianca deadlifts her, but Shotzi gets out and face busters, uh, face buster, face busters her down. Bianca counters a slice, Brennan gets a KOD for the win. Good result for the win, you know. Bianca won. This should have been what it was last year. But some of the elimination elimin- elimin- left a lot to be desired. It was fucking sloppy at points. And the women are booked like idiots a lot of the fucking time. It's amazing, but there were some good moments. But you would have thought they protected Liv a lot more. And she didn't seem to get that much of a reaction during some of her portions in the match. So she did well for what, what she was able to do. It just goes it, it just it just go it just goes to show that the whole divi- the, the the whole hive to make her seem more over than she is because people online are making you believe it. But for someone who's supposed to be the number one contender and she does not feel like a hot act. It feels like she won't even get more than two minutes alone with Becky, basically. But it was a good showcase for Bianca and Sasha. Should have been her and Sasha at the end because it was a more memorable thing. And Shotzi was super annoying. Her character really looked like a cartoon toddler who has superhuman strength when they scream. I don't fucking know. These matches really, do, really do, don't really mean anything. It was not bad, but since no one cares about most of these women with how they're booked regularly and mixed with more odd booking and making more complicated decisions. Like, nothing was really motivating about this match. If the Raw team seemed more focused together, like, and then I don't know if Sasha and Shotzi is a heel or face. It goes over and over, you know. Like, this has to be some of the laziest stuff that they're fucking doing. The fans were into this, and it was, the fans were not into this as much, and it was telling how they fucking don't react when the booking of the division on both brands has been utter shit, and maybe some of uh, these women should pull a Charlotte and maybe stand up and not be complacent because the out-of-touch, racist, misogynist, billionaire boss does not value you. People were chanting CM Punk during the marriage, and then that debate came something online. Like People are allowed to do them. If, if, if they want, people don't have to like it, though. But CM Punk's fan base online whining about online about people whining online don't see the irony and then I don't see the irony because I'm, I'm now whining about it. So it gets fucking old. But the, the AW and WWE shill, shit talk, uh, shill talk shit to each other during everyone's shows of the enemy promotion. And these people who are supposed to have to have lives and, you know, get women and they do the most childish shit and justify why they're cooler and intimidate everybody. It gets tiring, they have their followers and fellow people in the, in the chat try to chime in to insult the fucking person, you know. These people don't want to interact to discuss and make things better. It just serves to try to start shit with people online and actually start acting elitist about why they pretend they're morally superior. And as much as you can judge me and my mental ill behavior, I don't give a shit about your shitty aesthetic. Like, I, just because I have, you know, because most of you mostly have protection by people who turn you out. Don't think you can talk shit to me. I don't hesitate to channel my mental illness if I feel a bunch of people come for me and talk some fucking shit, and then and, and, and then get fed information from my st- from my you know stalker white supremacist trolls who will instill more paranoia into me. Like I battled that with industry giants, a compromised troll is a broken soul and nothing to me. But again, people were you know. You know, some people were, you know... Again, this is back to, like... I'm having fucking flashback thoughts to, like... People who just instantly use the mental illness card... And and push you to a dark place. And then just reliving this booking... And knowing that people defend this kind of booking... Already pisses me off already. So that's why I kind of go in these tangents. I know they're unhealthy and I'm a a piece of shit. But that's that's just how it fucking goes, really. You know what I mean? Heyman's backstage making fun of Brooklyn. I'm thinking, and, and, and I think talking about the egg, I'm, I'm not sure, but Kayla informs him that Brock's suspension is no longer indefinite. 
and then and then he probably looked, looked worried in between this hint and a million of rock commercials for this fucking movie. I don't know what these segments were, but they're really fucking bad, even for him in promo. It's like this company's already dangling the rock stuff, and now they're dangling the Brock stuff as well. I don't, I don't, I don't think anyone would have given a bloody shit about Brock showing up to set up another Mania match or some shit. They show a video of, of Lashley and focusing on his career prior to leaving, and also the current stuff. I kind of like the they did it they, they did it for Drew and Lashley so for some reason with then a bunch of rock moments. Then like him coming to SmackDown and Fox, and then and the, basically the, the same day he answered my tweet about Howard Stern. I guess imagine him doing a rehearsal during that time, and you know he took a break and he saw my fucking tweet and he replied to it. I don't fucking know. So the final match was Big E versus fucking uh, Roman Reigns. They do a Big E Reigns promo video, which was well done. The fans are are kind of into it. I think you know they're into it in the beginning. They kind of died down. I think they're saving their energy for the Rock to come back and all that kind of shit. Um. They were again. Michael Hayes produced this, and again, people might not like the slow pace match. I actually think Roman Reigns is really good at fucking doing the slow pace matches. Like you can tell, there's a lot of old. I mean, listen, as someone who watched like some of these things, some of these matches, like some of these kind of matches back then, I can kind of appreciate them, even though everyone's supposed to hate Reigns. Basically, <laughs> the fans are into it at first, but it's not. It was a slow pace, which. We'll get shit on, but I don't mind it as much. There was something kind of old school for some... I, 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 just, I just fucking said it right now, and I'm re- reading it again. Um, this is the only match that seemed worth a damn on the pay-per-view, other than the Charlotte and Becky match. The entrance for Rainfield Epic, like a world title champion, should be having this f- big big battle feeling going in. Um, Biggie had gear as a tribute stuff in New York, and on the back of his jacket, his name is written in the same design as the Seinfeld log uh, logo. Log, I put log, which was uh, which is pretty fucking cool. I think Reigns was a better. I I I I still think Reigns was a better champion than Omega in the respect of Reigns, right? I don't know why I entered this. I think I meant to put this in the end, and I I think I stick this in for my. Cause again, I'm gonna make a point about Reigns and Omega, and again, it's not gonna be to insult Omega before everyone thinks that I'm just trying to fucking shit on Omega. It's gonna be more complimentary, but again, I I don't know why I wrote that part in here. I think I, I think I remember when I was writing this down. I I wrote this down, and I was like, "Oh shit, I should change it." But then I just went back into the match. So again, this is like what you get with the bipolar coaster podcast of, of Hansy's nonsensical rantings and all that kind of shit. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, Reigns and Biggie lock up, and they kind of outdo each other. But then Reigns escapes, and Heyman hypes him up. Biggie talking shit. Reigns gets a lariat, stomps on him. Biggie does a leapfrog, a back elbow. He clubs his chest, chest, and then attempts a big splash on the apron. But Reigns moves, and Biggie seems to hit. He has injured his knee. Reigns sizes him up for a drive-by kick. They're working on building momentum in the match. The in, in the matches then have. Uh, the b- building the momentum of the match, and then Reigns will catch him with an elbow. I I, I don't know wh- wh- why. See, here's another thing that my fucking thing does. Uh, uh, sometimes my fucking uh, uh, uh I think the fucking trolls do it on purpose to fuck with my Google thing. They do it randomly. They will change the fucking. They'll change the fucking. Uh, they'll change the present with the, like if I go oh uh, and uh, Reigns had a headlock on him. Then it'll be Reigns has a headlock on him. They'll change, and then sometimes they'll change it in, in the same sentence as well. You know what I mean? So like sometimes they, they they do that, and then you know it doesn't you know, but it is what it is when they can stalk you and do whatever the fuck you want. 
It's like people are mad that I'm not fucking engaging online, so they think that they can fuck with my, uh, you know, m- m- fucking with me having a better time writing my fucking, you know, uh, recaps, even though I make a bunch of fucking spelling errors that I'm not going to go fix anyways. Um, hold on, let me see. Um, where did I go, man? Uh, where did I go? They're working on building momentum in the match, then Reigns catches them with an elbow. I feel I should not recap it until I get to the next gear. I said right here. Biggie catches Biggie with a high boot in the corner, then another one with the running the ropes. Reigns is telling the crowd to shut their mouths, but I think they already have because no one was talking. Since the pay-per-view has not been doing it for them anyways. He throws Biggie into the ring pose. Biggie whips him to the steel steps. Biggie gets some uh, some belly-to-belly suplex, and then the third Yokozuna-style belly-to-belly. Then a splash, and then sets up for a big ending. But Reigns gets him with a Samoan drop for a near fall. Reigns clothesline Biggie over the rope, but Biggie tries to get another belly-to-belly, but Reigns gets, gets at... Uh, gets a right in, like gets a right strike in. Then Biggie gets a urinagi for a near fall. Biggie does a stretch muffler, but Reigns is able to get out of it, and there's a one arm sit down power bomb. And that was insane. Reigns misses a Superman punch, and then does a version of the rock bottom. The, I mean, but wouldn't that be kind of a he says like a, a rock bottom like move because he didn't drop down with it. But then wouldn't that be a urinagi then? If I'm just, I, again, I don't fucking know. Because Cole called it called it a rock-bottom-like move. Big E sets up for a spear, but Reigns stands back up and approaches him after the roar. And then eventually gets a spear off the apron. So, 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 sorry, sorry. Reigns sets up for a spear, but Big E was the one that stands back up and approaches him. See, again, this is like... Sometimes I'm like trying to write so fucking fast that I don't fucking catch it. I'm so fucking stupid. This is like, you know, podcast recap stupidity. You know what I mean? Like now, like if wrestler if wrestlers got a hold of my podcast, they would be allowed to do a podcast where they're fucking going over my recaps of how horrible I am recapping. Like they analyze it, like how I'm analyzing their work rate. You know what I mean? Like oh, this guy can't even talk. He's trying to speak English, but he doesn't sound like it. He doesn't even sound like he knows what English is. Like you know what I mean? Like you you're allowed to do that. I'm sure they do. I'm sure if wrestlers do listen to this, they probably do that in the locker room or some shit like that where they have a group chat making fun of how fucking ugly and how I can't even talk and I'm trying to fucking read fucking notes. But again, I don't fucking give a shit. This this podcast is complete other shit. I don't even know why anyone listens. Anyways, um. It goes right here. Let me see. Uh, oh, God. Where was I? Uh, okay, so, yeah. So, um, after getting uh, the, after the roar, eventually gets his, and then Biggie gets a, a spear off the, gets off the apron onto Reigns, who spears him back in the ring. Dueling chance take place. Biggie drives Reigns into the corner and counters the guillotine, but applies it when Biggie goes for another spear. Through through the ropes and then inside the ring, he does the body scissors with the guillotine. And then Biggie gets the big ending, and Rain gets to the ropes before the count of three. He throws Reigns around the ringside all all over the place. Reigns gets the Superman punch outside off the off the steps. Reigns counters a big ending and then clips the knee and spears him for the win. So the, I thought the ending was kind of fell flat a little bit. The match itself was decent, had its moments. It was clearly the only match that they were into. Um, because the peer review for the most part was kind of ass. Other than the men's elimination match and the opening match, which should have been the peer review ending, but maybe a better book finish. But the ending of the other matches were questionable, and the no rock 
which which I expect will will come will, will, who I, which which I who I expect will come because he is the one who took the golden egg and maybe a set a match with Reigns. Who fucking knows? But imagine with all the vague shit AEW did for Punk build and not deliver. None of those people would think that it, it would be forgivable. But expecting someone who you're throwing a party for to show up after dick riding him for the whole night and he doesn't show up. Like this guy put more effort into the Impact Hall of Fame induction of Shamrock. But but all that aside, this was an interesting match. The match was probably. Uh, one of my favorite of the night next to Charlotte and Becky, except for the ending. But man, the interview in general felt so uninspired for a Brooklyn fucking crowd. Like Brooklyn, I put a Brooklyn crowd this. I put it like this. I guess I don't fucking know. This fucking shit really was a letdown. But this is what happens when this company just continues to go down the shitter. And all the shill accounts for both companies know that, so they can shit. The shit talk is gonna happen and make it seem like they're the geniuses. People put more energy in defending WWE all the time. Like people can say I defend WWE because I make these guys seem like superheroes with how smart they are. But I think it's needed because it downplays their fucking uh, uh, danger level. In my personal opinion, and just and just. Just a thought of a clueless billionaire. Just a thought of a clue, like and just just a think of him as a clueless fucking billionaire. Essentially, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm fucking. Write. I can't even write English when I write these things down. I just think the whole. I just think the whole like not trying to let SmackDown get the evening. Uh, you know, get 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 this evening to like like evening out the score shit is kind of weak. But I guess because Reigns won, it's all that matters. Like they make it look like they need like they need him to stand out. And it's like there's like is there a plan for someone to dethrone Reigns? Like I have to give, I've given Omega's reign shit uh for a lot of time during it, and it was not the matches that were bad. They were like really good, but his feuds did not feel like a big deal on some level for someone who's supposed to be their world champion. But because of his finale, his reign, his, his reign told a two-year story, that would what people will remember. And it puts the reign itself up a couple of notches. You know, and that's what people will remember. Like I was saying, uh, let me finish over here. So, but because the finale of his reign told a two-year story, and that's what people will remember, it puts the reign itself up a couple of notches. So it maybe gets an 8 out of 10 when I had it at a 6.5 prior to the page, Adam Page shit. And Roman's title reign has been amazing. A lot of the matches have been good in the big fight field, and it's kind of teetered post-SummerSlam a little bit. But there are not, but, but if there's not a good finale to his reign, then it definitely does take it down notches in my personal opinion. Biggie would be someone I would want to win the Rumble and challenge Reigns and beat him, but they're going to have Rock versus him for the title. Does not need the title, but, you know, but AEW has so many people who are not title holders. And everyone feels very important for the most part. Not everything is perfect, but who who they do have built up for dethroning Reigns will culminate into something. Like, but who, like, like, but who do they have that's going to be built up for dethroning Reigns to culminate into something? Because this Reign is very good Reign, and that's one of my favorite Reigns of anyone in the company in a while. Even, but even his this Reign is a lot better than a lot of the Rock's Reigns combined, uh, in you know in in his heyday. I I don't know I don't know I I, I don't know and, and now with Big E he could lose to Seth and he will lose and we'll lose our collect we'll lose our collective shits but I I, I don't know if I would I don't know maybe maybe give Big E Goldberg or give him Brock or give Lashley Brock I I don't know I just I just think they feel they're gonna sacrifice Big E's reign and people will defend the fucking company nonstop I mean and the thing is just you know I'm trying to make a point with the reign shit but like yeah like. 
who do they have to like stop his reign? Like, like if reigns goes away, like then who do they fucking really have that's been amplified and been protected over the past fucking year? It's only been like reigns most of the time. You know what I mean? It's only been like reigns most of the time. <sighs> and I can't even speak English. Again, I, this is what happened when you write. See, this is this is the, the the down part of writing fucking live, is that you want to get it all out. And I even waited till like like an hour or so to like just look, go over it quickly a little bit, like catch whatever I can, and put some added thoughts to it. But I don't fucking know, man. I don't know. Um. But overall, the pay per view was not. It was not bad. Was not bad match wide, but no one gave a shit about the but, but a lot of it. And when the news coming out, it changes our perception with all of the stuff playing out on social media, and the rise of AEW. Seemingly for now, there's a company that's actually building something so fucking good. As much as I have criticism, because that's how I am. But whatever, you know. God, I, you know what? I, I think I can say that this 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 podcast that I'm doing right now is reflective on what fucking job they did. You know what I mean? I I, I the botches in my fu- the botches and the fucking stammers and the stutters in my in my in my recap was to reflect upon their booking decisions. So as long as WWE gives me these clunky booking decisions and uninspired finishes, I will continue to do uninspired fucking podcast recapping WWE shit to piss off more of my remaining base of no one that listens to me and no one that takes me seriously anyways. And then you're going to ask yourself, well, Hansy, if you're going to watch your fucking WWE recap because of the bucket booking, then how are you watching AEW recaps when, uh, uh, you know, when they're doing a good job because you're not doing a good job with the AEW recaps? And I'll say, well, I'm full of shit, so no one should really listen to me anyways regardless, but people still do. It's the only podcast that tells you not to listen to the fucking host. But you still come back. And, so, and some actually do take my advice and do head out. Like, okay, well, this guy doesn't want me to listen to him. Uh, you keep telling me that. Or maybe I'm doing... I mean, someone can say I'm doing reverse psychology, but maybe I'm so sick of my, my own voice that I have to fucking do something and, you know, add to something, whatever, and all that kind of stuff and show myself on, on these things that I, I feel that people will listen regardless, but I, I do a horrible job. Especially when I'm typing a lot. I, I, I have more, I think it, it keeps me off social media where I'm not going to fucking engage as much as I would normally. You know what I mean? I still engage, unfortunately, but, you know. Anyways, um, yeah, so we'll see what happens on Raw later on tonight, I guess. So I, I have no fucking clue what's going to happen, but I just don't give two shits about anything, really. You know? Maybe it's gonna be. I mean, maybe. I mean, the the common joke online was that it's gonna be the gobbly googer. You know, it's probably gonna be him or something. You know, what I mean, I'm sure there'll be a. Re- I'm sure there'll be a reference. I'm sure. I'm sure on Raw tonight there'll be a fucking sketch where at least when Pierce is interviewing different superstars, he's gonna he's gonna be one of the guys they interview because he has a long withstanding fucking beef with the fucking company or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it'll be, so like he didn't get his push that he wanted when he was uh. I don't know. Maybe they'll interview God, maybe. I don't fucking know. But again, it's going to be really bad television that we're all going to watch and complain about. So, uh, yeah, sounds like a good time. Peace out. All right, take it easy. But, I mean, can you blame me for this pay-per-view? I didn't, I didn't, go, over my res- I didn't go over my results. I didn't go over the results. None of that really fucking matters anyway, so let me see right here. So I said, uh, I said, uh, 
Sammy was going to win the Battle Royal. He didn't. I said SmackDown was going to win the men's. I said mainly Woods, but no, didn't win that one. I said Raw Women's was going to win Bianca. I said Bianca, so I get a point there. I said Usos was going to win. Nope. I said Nakamura was going to win. Nope. I said Becky by Screwjob, but Becky did win, but, you know, Screwjob shit didn't get. And I said Big E, so I got two out of one, two, three, four, five, six, two out of seven of what I wanted. Let's see how, how, how I did with that WWE part. I said that we will give Sammy the win. I should have known better. Nope. I said Raw team Lashley or Seth. Seth, you know Seth wins. I said women's Raw team. You have Raw's women's Raw team would win. I said Usos. They'll put maybe Usos win. Nope. I said they let Priest win. Yep. I said they let Becky win. Yep. And I said Reigns will win. Yep. I, I got a better score than the team Raw did. I got one, two, three. So the way I predicted WWE, I got uh. One, two, three, four, five out of seven. So, I mean, I predicted five. Yeah. So, I mean, two out of the seven that I, two out of the seven that I wanted, and five out of seven how I thought WWE would act. You know, but whatever. We'll see what goes. <coughs> I'm sure we're going to see a lot of, I'm sure we're going to see a Priest and Nakamura rematch. Because, you know, it's, uh, because uh, it's um, both brands, so now they're going to have people colliding in together and all that. So I'm sure there'll be fights over the egg thing as well, and that'll cause a lot of matches and all that. So, you know, I mean, maybe with the Raw and SmackDown brand both being on fucking, uh, on, 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 being the same thing together, maybe they'll both call, maybe they'll fight out that priest that acts like an asshole there, and he's a completely different guy on SmackDown. I don't fucking know. We'll see what ends up happening regardless, though. Uh, anyway, so yeah, thanks for listening. I mean, whoever did listen, sorry for existing. My recap sucked, but whatever. Take it easy. Peace out.